His cigarettes give him powers. Oh. Just like real cigarettes. Yeah, that's true. Hey, science. I got something for you to study next. Attention shoppers. We have a special on death. We're on a mission from God. This is lit, 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 lit. This program contains mature subject matter. Including maladjusted youth, masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the price is right. It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers. Viewer discretion advised. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. <laughs> this show is behind the shem shemmers. Yes, it seems. What gives you a choice? Either put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. Yeah, it's a nasty scheme. You maniacs! What is a man? You blew it up! Damn you! A miserable little pile of secrets! Damn you all to hell! What is BTS? When we are successful, we will be. We have a real chance of this. Your patience is wearing thin. What do, you, what do you got here? This is the water you wanted. Oh, okay. <laughs> what, what are you giving me here? This is, this is tap water. Why are you giving me spring water? Why are you giving me spring water? I asked for water, okay? I didn't mean tap water. I meant spring water. It's a network show. You think you can get it together, huh? Okay, we'll Okay? Yeah. Fine. You know what I'm talking about, pal? We have to... T huh? Okay? We have to take it, Mr. Kaufman. Huh? Andy, Andy, we have to What'd take it. Would you call me? It. Mr. Kaufman, okay? Mr. Kaufman, you're just a stagehand. You understand that? Get it through your head, okay? The name is Mr. Kaufman, not Andy. Five you. seconds. Okay? Five, Fine. Don't give me four, a hard time, pal. Three, you're just a stagehand. Two, one. Okay. <laughs> we're back. And, uh, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, uh, we're back on Andy's Funhouse, and right now, let's come over to the piano, okay? Okay, we're going to sing a little song right now. Oh, the cow goes moo, and the dog goes whoop, and the cat goes the bird goes tweak, and the pig goes oink, and the lion goes roar, and that's the way it goes. Say, I've got an idea. Let's, let's all sing the song together, okay? Now, this time, I'll sing the name of the animal, and you sing what the animal says, okay? Okay, every time I say okay, everybody say okay. Very good. Okay. Now, okay. Now, okay. 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 Now, 
This is what we'll do. When we get to the lion, everybody say, roar, real, real loud. Okay? Okay. And we'll, let's try it. One, two, three. Roar. Oh, you can do better than that. Come on, let's try it again. One, two, three. Roar. Very good. And now we'll all sing, and that's the way it goes. Okay? Okay. Okay. And the conspiracy hypothesis goes, I told you so. This is episode 129 of Behind the Schemes for December 5th, 2022. And I am Booberry Black Knight of the Mothman. And from the still free Union County on the two-thirds coast, where I've been skipping my last five doses, I'm Abel Kirby. Well, you can't go skipping doses, man. We, I know we just no. talked about that, but <laughs> that's how they lose yes. their money. Yes, yes, the Percocets and all. <laughs> exactly, allegedly. Uh, In Minecraft. Yes. Well, uh, Abel Kirby, thank you for joining us as a surprise uh, last-second uh, guest for tonight. Oh, yeah. Um, after the show's over, I'll tell you if you're welcome or not. Oh, sounds good. Can't <laughs> I'm wait. I'm just being, being withholding here. I'm completely titillated. <laughs> uh, Lavish is out for this week, and uh, I know at the end of uh, last week's episode, I had said that we were going to get Monty and uh, Malachi back on to do a, a little reunion episode. Unfortunately, both of them ended up having to work tonight, uh, uh -oh. so we're going to schedule something uh, here shortly in the future and get them back on. And I think it might be all four of us, uh, me, Lavish, Monty, and Malachi. It would be the first time ever. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, well, it's, Sounds like an excellent time. Yeah. it's. Uh, I was looking back, They Monty at least hasn't been on since 34 Episode yeah. 34, 35, it's been a hot minute. Malachi, it's probably in the 60s, 70s. You, you and Abs in a six-pack, I think, had the the uh, the transitions of the co-host over and over, trying to find out different lineups. You know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember those days. I remember those days for you, too. Uh, pretty fun. Yeah. Once, good times, uh, good times. Once Lavish was was here and, and in it to win it, it really uh, took on the life that it always wanted. <laughs> Well, I got, uh, I don't know what you want to jump into first. I, I don't have the rundown, I'm, I'm afraid. And as much as I listen to the show, I feel ill-prepared to, uh, to coax you along because I, uh, I, I'm spacing on the format. So uh, I, hope, I hope I'm not too distracting and jumping in at the wrong time this whole uh, episode. Uh, that's no worries. I just uh, dropped the show notes, which you can check out in our chat room, irc.zeronode.net, hashtag green room is where the action takes place every Monday night when we do this show live at 7.30 Pacific, 9.30 Central, 10.30 Eastern, over at badradio.live. Green room, where all the schemes go down. Mm, that's a little crunchy. Um, mm. but, but yes, uh, we like to typically start this show off by looking at tonight's tarot card. I don't think you and I have ever discussed tarot before. What's, uh, what's your general take on it? Uh, my general take on it is I've always enjoyed it as a... Um, an element of fiction that I've read, and that's my main exposure to it. I've never uh, really dealt with the cards uh, in person, but they've always been a part of some of my favorite stories and, and uh, stuff that we've been, uh, you know, I, I've worked as a writer for a very short period of time, and uh, there's some tarot cards inside some of those stories. And so I, I think fondly of them, though I know next to nothing. Ooh, this is giving me some ideas for Halloween next year. <laughs> I like it. 
It also yes. sounds like somebody should uh, should gift you a tarot deck, and I'm curious to see uh, how you would approach it. It's uh, it's nothing I've ever considered to be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna lay down all these cards and and I'm gonna get a play by play of my immediate future and it's my one stop shop all fix my problems. Uh, it's I don't know, it's just more like a it's a way to encapsulate what's uh kind of what's going on in your current moment, in your past moment, in your future moment, and assigning uh, popular symbols to it, stuff that we all recognize. And something that I think everybody could recognize is the Justice Scales. Tonight's card is the Reversed Judgment card. Now, this card, it's always kind of spooked me, and I have no good reason as to why the Judgment card always just fills me with a little bit of, um, not dread, but it's, it's like, oh man, this one. Some general key words about the upright meaning for the judgment. Uh, you, you got rebirth, fulfillment, good news, awakened, enlightenment, and progress. The judgment line strider depicts an angel holding a trumpet, and in this version, it is the lily trumpet. The angel blew a horn of awakening. You need to reevaluate your life. Maybe this is the time to find new ways of life. You may feel called to change your life or open your heart to new possibilities. Now, the author draws this character wearing a mask, uh, images of transformation and pardon, removing your mask and old lifestyles, and a renewed discovery of your true self. Judgment speaks of an understanding, realizing that you are not living up to your full potential or that you can do better than others. This, call, uh, this card calls for a period of reflection, reflection and self-assessment. And this card, it's got uh, it's it's a neat illustration. So you have this sort of cherub-like angel figure wearing a mask, half cocked off of its face, like it's mm. in the guise of taking it off. And of course, you see the lilies and the trumpet that they're holding. Um, it's interesting because this card features. Uh, it does not feature any of the typical scales that you would see other illustrations of the Judgment card have, because it's all about balance and. Uh, tipping the scales, so to speak. Uh, some reverse meanings. Uh, this may indicate that the person drawing the card wished to answer... Oh, sorry, let me take it back. Here we go. I can take it if you need me to. Oh, sure. Uh, the judgment line strider in reverse may indicate that a person wished to answer the call but did not know how to do it. Usually, it only goes to those who try more to decline the call out of fear of... Uh, agnosticism in fact they there can also be many rational reasons why the person should not follow the path of change lack of money lack of preparation or lack of responsibility judgment whether upright or reverse also implies that all barriers are just excuses have you ever been in a situation where you had a an opportunity to jump onto something really cool but you were just uh, too hesitant, not sure enough how it would shake out. Is it, you know, it, let's say the opportunity was um, uh, just filled to the brim with possibilities. It's just there was something pulling you back and made you really not want to do it. You ever been in a situation like that scenario? Oh, yeah, I can think of a couple. Um, missed opportunities are, to me, I've, I always consider missed opportunities as just part and parcel with choosing a, a path yourself um but i have felt that way where it felt like maybe i took the wrong uh wrong direction before but thankfully not too often <laughs> fingers crossed 
Fingers crossed. Yeah, there was uh there's one that I always go back to think of. It's um there was a the first Disney tour that I did, Disney on Ice. Mm. Uh the show that I was on was going to Europe for a full year, but they ended up moving me to a different show that uh, ended up doing the same schedule that I had just completed. <laughs> so all of my friends went to Europe and I was back in like uh Bridgeport, Connecticut. <laughs> yeah. And uh always always considered that to be one of those defining like it's either hard left or a hard right turn. Mm. There's no there's no either or. Now I think this card, if I'm reading this uh into this properly, that this is about hesitation and deflection as yeah. in the reverse. So it's it goes to those who try more to decline the call out of fear is the is the line that I'm reading that. And many rational reasons why a person should not follow the path, but still they're not they're uh they're uh finding excuses. As lack of responsibility, what? lack of press preparation for for not choosing the the call that they wish to answer. So they have a desire. It's like you have a desire to do something, but you keep talking yourself out of it. And that's what I'm reading out of this. When the reversed card appears, continuing on, the arguments prevail. That person remains in the grave. The word judgment means the reality of life has changed. The only choice is to follow. I see. It's kind of got some like stuck, stuck in a rut sort of vibes hmm. as well. Um but yeah, if you uh, if you want to check out this tarot card, it's posted up at the top of our show notes, which are over at zososcorner.substack.com. Uh, if you sign up, then uh, whenever we go live, these uh, these show notes will show up in your inbox, and it's pretty fun. It's all part of the value for value that we put out. Uh, there's no paywalls, and uh, there's no paywalls for this show either. Absolutely free. Absolutely free. You you know where you can get it though here. Get it here. <laughs> you can get it there. <laughs> you can get it here. You can get it right here. Yes. <laughs> um, if uh, oh, we do have some boostograms from uh from this previous week that we can get into. If you want to get in on the boostogram train, check out nudepodcastapps.com. You can play with the chapters. You can play with the transcripts, the chat rooms, the live items. There's no shortage of fun features that. Spotify and Apple and all those other dumb fucks could ever hope to dream of achi uh, achieving, I guess. Uh, but we do have some boostograms. We've, the last one was 100 stats from Audi and saying, what symbology of, uh, of a seven-pointed star? Istar, bird-like legs, legs of phoenix, coming to life to die again, from autumn to spring, regeneration, conservation, sporulation. And he was boosted in episode 121, Marching Noises, which was uh, Lavish's last solo episode that he did. Mm, those solo shows. Yeah, they're, I've done them once or twice. They're, they're fun. Um, not when I've been going to bed at like 4 a.m. for the past <laughs> couple of nights. <laughs> yeah. It's a little rougher. Um, behind, this is definitely a late night show, I can tell you that. Late, late night. Yes. Yeah, we were just discussing uh, maybe... Maybe in the future we can look at hosting a movie night post uh, post production as we're getting everything ready to to get the episode uploaded. We put a movie on and make it a triple feature: Hog Story, Behind the Schemes, Movie Night. Uh, it's a hell of a Monday and mm -hmm. Tuesday morning. The fun never stops. 
Uh, we had 100 sats from BTC June through Fountains uh, saying, holy shit, haha. And I was looking at the, the timestamp for that one. I think he was um, saying, holy shit, haha, about the Quaaludes clip that we opened up with last week. Yes. <laughs> Ludes, you, know where I, I tell you know where I first heard of Quaaludes? Where? About the Bill Cosby uh, uh, trials. Oh, yeah. Because that was the one of the claims, and that, that was the first time they started talking about lewds and quaaludes, and I'd never heard of these things, so that's where I first heard of it. Yeah, I feel like it's either Wolf of Wall Street or um, uh, Bill Cosby, like you just said. Make Heroism had brought up another one. I think it was Dennis Leary. Leary had a comedy special. Um, I don't know where that message went, or I would quote it verbatim. Uh, but yes, uh, thank you, BTC June. We also had 20,000 sats from Van Man Jr. through Fountain saying, new listener, like what I'm hearing. Well, I like what you're boosting, Van Man Jr. Uh, I should also state that Abel Kirby is, in fact, on the value tag for this episode. So anytime that you boost us, he's going to get a percentage of that, just the way it was meant to be. And it seems the lewds were quite pro- uh, popular last week because see Brooklyn 112 with the 13,000 sats. Uh, sent a message saying, send lewds. <laughs> oh, man, I would if I could. <laughs> I would if I could. <laughs> Very cool. Well, that's all the Boostergrams. Like I said, if you want to check it out, uh, newpodcastapps.com. Uh, you can also check out liveislit.com. We got all of the special numbers that you can boost in to trigger uh Gamatria-based chat messages in the chat room. Uh, There's a bunch of audio stuff. Depending on what number you boost, it'll trigger sound effects. There's no... I mean, all this stuff will really happen, of course. It's not sound effects. Um, But yeah, that's... uh, It's a lot of machinery going on in the background. It's kind of like something in the back of a saw warehouse. (laughs) A lot of of cranks being turned and... uh, and, uh, Cranes being swung around and rubber bands being stretched till they snap. And it's all manual. Manual driven. <laughs> um, BehindTheSchemes.com is where you can check us out for everything else. Uh, BehindTheSchemes, SCH3M3S.com. Like we said, this is a value for value production, meaning that uh, we produce everything for free, put it on the internet for free, and hope that you enjoy it for free. And if you enjoyed it that much... Listen. Ooh. We got ourselves another uh, boost for tonight. <laughs> I like that Navi, Navi boost. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> very cute. There was a, I'll, I'll bring it back up when we get to the clip later. There was, there was a gentleman on the interwebs that reminded me of Navi. And that was from Bully Steed for 12,600 sats through Fountain saying, if you are paying attention, we are entering winter solstice, longest night, shortest day. Oh shit. Is it the winter solstice? No, that's not till later in the month, right? Mm. I don't actually know the date off the top of my head. Let's see if I can find it here. Well, it uh, shouldn't be too hard to find. I think the winter solstice date for um, it would be where I am is December 21st. I 21st, think. So that's, yeah. yeah. That's coming up. That's a Wednesday. Oh, that's hey. Wednesday coming up. Hey. That's, uh, that's when y'all do your show, Rare Encounter. Oh, that one away. Yes, I do a show. I'll, I'll plug it once at the beginning here. I do a show with Cold Acid on the No Agenda stream called Rare Encounter, where we discuss um, some a lot of apolitical topics, it's, but it's a lot of irreverent um, and kind of miscellaneous grab bag uh, topics, a lot of silly stuff 
a um, lot of a uh, lot of dick and fart jokes to be honest but it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's a fun show to produce it's quite it, debaucherous <laughs> it's, sometimes it gets a little out of hand so. <laughs> uh, what are we even doing on this show <laughs> <laughs> yes when you get the energy up it depends I, i'm afraid to get my energy up on this show because it's such a late night show but I mean, I, I have like clips, like I've all we in Canada, it's just called for us. It's just called the move since everyone knows it, but internationally it's known as the Manitoba swirl. Yeah. I've been into the Manitoba swirl, man. <laughs> oh man. I'm sucking big honkers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's common in, in Canada. Yep. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, yeah. I really enjoy rare encounter. We were, uh, we were lined up there for the longest time being, um, one for one on episode numbers. Uh, I think we even have a, you know, when us podcasters, we're all hanging out together like we do, you know, behind the schemes and us, you know, it's kind of like nuns in a convent. All the cycles line up. I think that's how it got there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got all these clips. You know, I've never been on this show before, but I feel like I've been on this show a lot. Yeah, <laughs> fan favorite. <laughs> hey, can I claim my credit? I think I was the one who coined the bad radio. You are. You are absolutely the one that coined the bad radio. Uh, sir, yeah. sir, seat sitter. We took it a step farther. Registered the bad radio dot live <laughs> for us. It's by far one of my most favorite wholesome memes <laughs> surrounding this show. I love it the backstory great. to it. It's it just you know at the time I was a little salty about it, but in hindsight, it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, man. Yeah, uh, those are good times. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm still butt hurt about behind the schemes. <laughs> <laughs> where, where do you stash these things how do you have all these clips of me man i just there's something when i'm listening to podcasts the the autism just kicks in <laughs> i think this week i ended up with 50 isos so i'll just sit there and Jeez. and do uh screenshots all week long <laughs> <laughs> and then usually monday starting like six o'clock five o'clock i'll sit down i'll save every video every podcast i listen to go through scrub through clip them out save them i think i've got uh, close to 1500 now wow i'm trying to get spencer with that clip slit yeah oh clip dude. slip or whatever they call it the clip slit i can't wait yeah a little like uh podcast index but for isos let's do it we need to do it. The other problem is I still can't find a good uh, soundboard that makes me happy. I've been looking at I've been looking at getting one of these external um, monitors that plug in basically a USB port and hang out on the side. And I have some soundboard tools that I put together myself with Python, where it just fills up the screen with a grid. You mm. touch the button and it's an instant play. And uh, I think for three hundred bucks, when I when I have that kind of money, I can set aside for the show. I, I'm gonna. Get one of those and uh, start playing around with it. Nice. You don't have to keep me uh, posted. I'm yeah, looking for solutions, people. <laughs> oh man, uh, you're a very, uh, very solution oriented guy. Uh, you seem to have the innovator's knack. Uh, well, I, you know, it's just like we got to do something. I don't know how to make it work. <laughs> yeah, this is <laughs> figured out, bud. Yeah, uh, it, I mean, it's uh. There's a stagehand mantra I learned on the very first or second loadout that I did with Disney. The stage mm -hmm. manager came up and ripped a bunch of uh, power tools. I was in charge of busting up this huge S-shaped uh, steel I-beam track that Tinkerbell would fly in on. 
Mm-hmm. And the stage manager came up to me in the middle of the loadout, jerked all the tools out of my hand, just bam, 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 bam. Got the whole thing busted apart, threw the tools back at me. He's like, you better fucking figure it out real fucking fast. And uh, <laughs> sucked my butthole up a little bit, and I figured it out. Yep. I mean, no, I, realistic, uh, realistically, I didn't even know what RSS was back before 2020. Oh, yeah, it's been a hell of a ride. Mm-hmm. I I barely had an understanding of how this got put together too. Uh, I did not walk into podcasting knowing everything I know now, and I'm still learning. It's very uh, very cool. Yeah, very and, fun, very fun thing to do. And you know, it's uh, I think it just speaks to the experience of, uh, as a whole. Just joining IRC, all of this is because I signed up for some IRC action, and then it just exploded from there. There's <laughs> such a such an endless wealth of knowledge and approaches and people willing to help out every single day of the goddamn week. Mm. So good. Uh, but yeah, we should, uh, let's get into the screen mails. I think, yeah, we haven't done that part, right? No. Oh, well then let's do it. Oh, okay. That was murder time. I like sats though. This is what makes people on like 4chan go crazy, right? Yeah. These kind of things. Yeah. Can I? Would you like a tissue? Do a commercial. You're off the artistic roll call. Every word you say is suspect. You're a corporate whore. And uh, end of story. It was probably some MK Ultra experiment. He screams are so erotic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Six one two two six three seven nine 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 is that telephone number that you want to call so that you can leave us a scream mail. Tell us about your day. Uh, scream about it. Whatever you got, we'll play it. And here is our first one. I'm playing hide and go seek right now with my nieces. I'm hiding underneath a blanket. No. So I can't scream very loud. <laughs> but I can say that I love you guys. And you should stay dangerous, Mr. Lavash and Moth, Blueberry Mothman of the hide and go seek. But you can say, you can say, Caller. Kaka back to you. <laughs> Don't give your position away, Kakaller. Uh, we love uh comrade Christopher Battles. I hope uh, I hope his game of hide and go seek goes well. Actually, we might have had a follow-up from him. Let's check it out. Right. Let's do. Ready or not, here I come. Where is everybody? Uh oh, the lights are off. Oh, I found you! You're gonna be at first. Okay, okay. Oh, I found you! I found you! Alright, we found two people. Now we just gotta go find three others. Three others to go find. Nobody's in there! Okay, in case there's spiders, Murphy will find you. Spiders or spiders? Okay. 
big giant spiders. Little spiders. Stay away from the spiders. Those creepy crawlies. Oh, the spider's not going to eat you. Says you, caller. The spider has poo poo? <laughs> Let's look in here one more time. Because I, I kind of believe that somebody else has got to be down here. Just a second. Oh, uh, we're opening up the gate. we got to make sure the little one can get in here. Uh-oh. I'm not your daddy. I'm your uncle. <laughs> so watch out for the I'm spiders. <laughs> your uncle Pee-Pee. That's weird. <laughs> I found somebody. <laughs> Hi, brother. Um, anybody out here? Here? Anybody out here? The Manitoba Squirrel? Ah, yeah, he's Uncle Perford's brother. Nobody's out in the garage that I can see. Nobody's out in the garage. All right, we got to go upstairs. Yeah, your daddy's my brother. That's how it works. <laughs> that's your daddy. That's my brother. And this is my sister wife. <laughs> he always checks for the spiders. Well, we'll make sure no spiders get you. We met at one of those Alabama weddings. <laughs> All right. We'll check in the library. All right. Well, we're going to say adios now. Love you guys. That anger is in caca again. Caca. Cuckoller. Oh, man. Stay dangerous, comrade Christopher Battles. And also... How concerned should we be about giant spiders dropping from the sky? Oh my god. I think we should. I got egg, I got 18 seconds on spiders if you can stomach it. Oh, let's do it. It feels so good. New legs wriggling inside me. Fuck! A big, beautiful spider. What a turn of events. Of course. Well... Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Not quite sure what's going on, but that never stopped me before. <laughs> yes, of course. Oh, of course, I'm from Winnipeg. Yes. Sounds like a good time. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> Uh-oh. Already with the goats, too. Servo 6666 boosting the live tag with... uh, What was that? Was that boost? Oh, CurioCaster. He said, uh, listen up, goat. Yeah, you better listen, see? Hey, listen! <laughs> <laughs> Look! 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 Watch out! Watch out! Oh, man. Uh, you can yeah, also... Just, you can also, uh... I, sorry, sorry, what you got? <laughs> I was gonna say, she's such a cute fairy, but she gets really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, uh, we're going to experience the same thing for tonight as well. <laughs> I don't think... Hey! I don't Listen, think, I don't think much has changed in 20 years. <laughs> so, uh, but at least you know she's consistent. Yeah, we got that going for us. Uh, but what I was saying was, if you want to text that phone number, you can do that as well. We had an image come through, and oh my goodness, I cannot believe what I am looking at. Texter has sent in an image of a bed. There is a cat, and there is a smorgasbord of t-shirts it, it's insane how many t-shirts 
is on this bed. It's almost created created a, a blanket, if you will, of t-shirts. Jeez, this sounds like uh, my bed after laundry day before, when I don't feel like folding. Oh my goodness. And it's all BTS t-shirts. <laughs> oh, that's even more like my bed. <laughs> I'm rocking those, by the way, just Hell in case yeah. you were wondering. Oh, I love it. I knew that uh, you had mentioned that you picked up the You Wouldn't Download the Moon, which is not one that I have, but uh, I always like that art. For sale. Oh, I got approached in a supermarket over it, by the way. I'm spreading the love. Oh, shit. There's some guy working at the checkout. He he walked up and he said, whoa, what's your shirt say? And he's looking at it. And he says, what's it called? And leave a scream mail. Is that what I think it is? And I turned around. I looked him right in the eye. I said, yes, it's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> Uh, it's possible. Shout, possible. Shout outs to uh, that is a scary, scary thought. Shout outs to Union County supermarket workers. If you're listening, <laughs> leave oh, a screen man. mail. <laughs> That's so good. Oh man, yeah, I'm seeing all sorts of. Uh, check out that image here again. I saw the um, oh the MTV one that they live the NPR. I actually just ordered an NPR one myself. Uh, which I'm excited about. Should be here tomorrow. Um, but yeah. Well, thank you for the image there, caller. Uh, cute cat, by the way. I like cats. And I also wanted to clarify what kind of sheets that I have. Well, what if you had denim bedding, too? Like, I think Boobery has <laughs> denim bedding, I, I assume. He probably has those jean sheets. <laughs> denim bedding. It's true. It's true. We wouldn't play it if it wasn't true. And they got patches on it. <laughs> they got patches on it. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, honey. Oh, so good. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think it's time we get into some real content here, the really hard-hitting stuff. Mm. And you yes. informed me that you have your own set of die. I do. And I think... Uh, shall, shall I take them out? Yeah. Well, um... Do you want to roll for the the meaty portion that I have prepared for tonight, or would you like to roll uh, for the the uh, series of shorter side stories? Which one do you uh, want to rep? I think I'll take the brothy side of it, which uh, I think is the side stories. The side stories. All right, let's do a D20. Let's okay. do highest goes first. Does that work? Sure. All right, here we go. crushed it i crushed it with a four. Oh no i got a i got some bad news for you uh-oh i got a seven. Oh, <laughs> lucky number seven Spanked. i it was lucky well uh did you i know you had mentioned something uh in the back channel about grabbing a story um uh, oh yeah well we can uh i can open your notes and work from there uh I, uh, my stories I have, I don't mind s stealing a story from Rare Encounter for this, too, uh, is, as long as I get one that's topical enough. But we'll cross that bridge in a second. Um, what were you thinking was the brothy bits? I mean, I'm not clear of which, which parts of the, the show notes you were talking about. Oh, okay. So we have, uh, we have the Ballad of the Cocaine Bear. Uh, we have yes. Pandora <laughs> Virus. And uh, I have a little section called The Heel. That's kind of the three smaller ones that I have prepped. 
Oh, sure. Do you want me to lead with those? Sure, let's do it. All right. Well, Cocaine Bear, uh, this is a story <laughs> that came across my radar. I'm glad to see it in your show notes. And uh, this is, I believe, the the true story behind a movie, <laughs> of course, yeah. if you believe the people making the movie. Uh, it's it's incredibly true. All, uh, all of it really happened. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you're... Uh, if you ever wanted to see a bear completely blasted on cocaine, doing all kinds of crazy things in the movie, uh, 2023 might be your year. <laughs> um, Finally! Finally! So this, so this is from, you know, we like URLs. I like URLs. Cocainebearthemovie.com I think is worth looking at. It's a, uh, <laughs> it's a very cool website. Very simple website. It just has... <laughs> cocaine bear i'll play a second of it the air collapsed. um that may not have went over the stream i'm not sure uh, i didn't hear but, uh, anything but i uh i can do that there you go <laughs> that, uh, that is a bear with a license for an air clapton song allegedly allegedly in minecraft <laughs> So this bear um, was found dead with a duffel bag that had been dropped by a smuggler from a plane. And we'll get to exactly how the duffel bag got there. But the bear, um, they found out it had died of an overdose and then through, through forensics figured out what was really going on. And I think the story got pieced together a little bit, uh, little bit later on. Um, how, how do you want to approach this, Boobs? Well, I will... I, I did find it interesting that the uh, the drug smuggler Andrew Carton uh, Carter Thornton the third um, he's actually got a little bit of a spooky background. Uh, so this is the guy that was flying around in his little um, I think it was a single flyer uh, plane of I, I didn't get an actual model, um, but he had parachuted out of said plane with this duffel bag, like you had said. Uh, he mm -hmm. had left the plane on autopilot actually i guess to get it closer to its original destination but anyways his uh, parachute malfunctioned uh when he tried to deploy it i guess because of all the extra weight from the cocaine and he ended up dying now this guy uh he was born to elite kentuckians uh in kentucky mm -hmm. he he attended the sayer school and uh, went to a military academy and he served some time in the army during the dominican civil war where he got a purple heart and then uh, he later went on to be a part of the first narcotics unit for the Lexington Police Force, where he was working a lot with the DEA. And eventually he left to become a lawyer, practicing law at a friend's place. Or a friend's firm, I should say. Um, and then I so, have... Sorry, what you got? This sounds like this is a pretty bright guy, I think, is, uh, is what you have to get through the list of accomplishments. Uh, you can get one or two by, by luck, I think, but... He's going through a couple of these. Now, I don't consider being born to elite Kentuckians an accomplishment, but there's some prestigious schools and military academies decorated and gets into um, law school and becomes a lawyer, which is no small feat. So this is uh, someone who uh, obviously had something going for him. And there's something that I always come to mind, comes to mind when we talk about people who enter criminal enterprise. And I, I like to say, um, it, just as a remark, I like to say, you know, criminal enterprise, some of our best minds in the country are in criminal enterprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and if you think about it, uh, I think that it turns out to be true. 
Um, so this may be one of the the best minds. He may be just a, a daredevil. Um, the accomplished uh, skydiver part of that uh, might be a little telling of his temperament, but it looks like um, he was picked up. I'm just reading your text. Uh, he was picked up after a friend of his was busted in a Philly hotel with weapons, fake IDs, cash, disguises, all good stuff. Two dozen other men were later implicated in the conspiracy to traffic pot and steal weapons from the China Lake Naval Center in Fresno at the behest of uh, Colombian cartels. And he avoided a prison sentence. Uh, now, China Lake's a weapons uh, research facility. Are you familiar with Test that? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, there was, a, there was a couple of spots. The Sayer School, the Sewanee Military Academy. I didn't have a, a chance to really um, explore what was going on with those. Uh, this this whole naval center, um, that's the that's the part of this that feels kind of spooky, and especially the fact that they listed uh, disguises <laughs> in the uh, list, of, I guess, of quote unquote contraband that they were uh, arrested for. Um, but then to just escape, you know, with just a, I think it was a five hundred dollar fine he had to pay, and served a six month sentence uh, after this uh, little Philly bust. Mm -hmm. um, although the Atlas Obscura articles did state that. Um, he kind of spent the the time following his uh, departure from prison. He he spent it kind of on the lam, having occasional run-ins with the law uh, mm. for stuff like getting questioned over uh, some mysterious deaths that he was surrounded by, things like that. Yes. Um, to say one more thing about China Lake, I have a little story about it. Ooh, um, little secondhand interaction with it because I had a coworker in. Uh, Previous two two or three jobs ago, um, really good guy, good to work with, and uh, he had previously worked at China Lake as he was working on, I think it was welding or something. But this uh, this guy who was my coworker was was very much a Renaissance man, and he was talking about going out there and going out to all these other facilities and just doing um, doing different contract work for them. Um, but the funny thing was, he was also a skydiving instructor. Hmm. In, in fact, he was a little bit of a renaissance man, this friend of mine, and he was sky successful skydiving instructor with a skydiving business, um, was working with me on uh, some of the stuff that, that we were working on back then. And uh, obviously, he was bouncing all over the place, I think. And I believe he left that job and went to, like, run an airport somewhere <laughs> in the middle of the country. Like, he got he went from one job to another. Um and uh very very interesting guy there's people out there he was an underwater scuba diver welder oh wow and he would he would crawl into pipes underwater and weld them from the inside and so he got penetration pay so the every inch that you go inside you get paid more <laughs> tell me it's about called, it <laughs> it's called it's called penetration pay baby i mean it's common in canada oh, of course i'm from winnipeg yes <laughs> So anyway, uh, I don't. I've never. Uh, I've never really been there. But when you said China Lake and and skydiver, I said, wait a minute. I know a China Lake associated skydiver. Have you ever been skydiving? Something I've always wanted to try. Oh, I've never been skydiving, but I have been Rocky Mountain climbing. But I have not been on a bull named Fu Manchu either. Mm. Well, there's always. So I'm still. I'm still working on the song. Okay, but I will live. I am living like I'm dying every day, though. Well, speaking of lyrics, um, so the plane ended up crashing in the Georgia mountains. Uh, I believe the investigators found upwards of 200 pounds, to, sorry, 220 pounds of cocaine in the Georgia mountains. 
Cocaine. And uh, 70 pounds of that was inside of a black bear. <laughs> <laughs> this bear, this bear just got a, oh man, it, it was like, um, it was like a 70s backstage at a 70s rock concert. Yeah, just like. Wide-eyed and shaken. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that bear, that bear. Gagged out man. of his mind. Uh, would you like a tissue? Can I, would you like a tissue? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so this this is a story that went, went a little viral and it's been circulating, uh, especially lately because they have this movie coming out. And I think, what, Boobery, what's your take on the movie? Is this, uh, is this clickbait sort of thing? Is this a waste of time? Or is this something that you think is going to be fun to watch? Let's come back to that after we listen to the trailer okay well i have not listened to the trailer medic oh jesus what is that beth we should go Millions of dollars worth of cocaine fell from the sky this morning in Knoxville, Tennessee. There's more of this out there. They dumped it somewhere. I'm looking for my daughter. Forest is a dangerous place. Hey, Henry, check it out. Something got into it. A deer, maybe. A lot of cocaine was lost. I need you to go and get it. No, 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 don't eat that, don't eat that. Let's see what kind of effect that has on us. The bear. It fucking did cocaine. <laughs> a bear did cocaine. There was a bear. A bear? It was far. Hey, that's inappropriate. You say bears can't climb trees. Of course I can. <gasps> Oh, shit. It kind of seems like the thing that stays with the man forever. Apex Predator. High on cocaine. Out of his mind. Oh, man, you fucked. What the fuck is wrong with that bear? We have such good luck in nature. I think like that kid said, this is going to be one of those things that sticks with you forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think this is worth a watch just from the trailer. I do enjoy the music in there. Mm -hmm. I think the, the music, um, I think maybe I can get into it. Let me try. Okay. <laughs> you're oh, you're promoting cocaine punch. use. <laughs> Sorry, I stepped on you. Oh, yeah, you stepped on. I got a drink. No, I'll drink. I'll drink. The um, it was filmed in Ireland, and it was also Ray Liotta's last film. Mm -hmm. Famous '80s movie star, TV actor too, I believe. Is this a picture of uh, in in the notes of uh, Ray Liotta? 
The, no, I don't, I don't know what this picture is. <laughs> the giant cocaine bear or the, uh, I'm not sure which one you're referencing there. Uh, nope. Neither am I. I can't find it anymore. I thought there was a picture in here. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll check that up. Is there a release date? Uh, I'll add it to my calendar. I don't have that information immediately on hand. 2023, uh, February 24th, 2023. Cool. Yeah, there you go. Check it out, nice. people. Well, uh, Pandora virus falls into the broth. Is that the, uh, is that a true statement? Oh, man. Yeah, well, so they these uh, couple of clips that I have here, they're going to act like this Pandora virus is this new terrifying thing that nobody's heard about before. Turns out that it at least goes back to 2013. I found a Gizmodo article about Pandora viruses. Mm. Um, I'm sorry to subject you to this. Uh, under different circumstances, I wouldn't have pulled this particular clip from this particular individual for you. However, it's already here. My deepest apologies. I have Steve, Stephen Colbert talking about the zombie virus. Uh, all right. Meanwhile... <laughs> In an effort to destigmatize the disease, the World Health Organization has renamed monkeypox Mpox. <laughs> Pump the brakes, WHO. <laughs> you can't just KFC this thing. It's not like we don't know what the M stands for. And I'm I I know this is a little out of context. I only left it in here because I did not realize that he had this segment called Meanwhile. And uh, I don't really care for it. Hmm. That's like when the Washington football team briefly changed their name to the Washington you know what. <laughs> Meanwhile, epidemiologists say millions of Americans are catching one of three viruses, COVID-19, the flu, and RSV, which they're calling a triple-demic. So, I know what you're getting for Christmas. Sick. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, a so-called zombie virus has been revived after 50,000 years trapped in the Siberian permafrost. Hey, science, I got something for you to study next. Why the f*** you would do that? And everybody claps. I mean, isn't that a little bit of a science denial approach? Meanwhile, on the moon. Nobody cares. <laughs> Uh, oh so God. this is this is you know there's a couple things he's he's on one side i think the correct side of the uh the monkeypox mpox thing they've been playing with the language a lot and uh trying to you know disassociate whatever it's inconvenient or politically incorrect or they feel that it is disassociate um meanings with words so you know we have stuff like lyme disease which is named after lyme connecticut mm -hmm. have, you know ebola which is named after the ebola river and they've continually over the last couple of years been trying to avoid names that basically implicate any area or person or people um where maybe it was or population where it was first discovered and so we had like wuhan flu that's racist you can't say that so the monkey pox i don't quite get the uh, the monkey part of the monkeypox, it, it just seems like one of these over-liberal reactions where they're imagining that um, that they're imagining a uh, a slight or a harm that doesn't it with the name that doesn't really exist. 
and uh, when it, which in and of itself is kind of racist. <laughs> so, so I'm on board with that side. I mean, it, the other things. You know, well, the the bigger story with monkeypox is that they couldn't scare everyone with it, and so it has to go away, and so it's just in the shutdown phase. You know, and it it was never a, it was never something to take too seriously. There's a lot of viruses of different sorts out there all the time, and it, it it's just people are. It's kind of like when Harry Potter came out, and then they had to have a bunch of different stories that were sort of ripoffs or of the same kind of take. You know, or when the Matrix came out, and they had to have that stupid. Uh, the bullet time showed up in every movie after you know there's like this trend that gets stuck in and they just follow whatever the popular thing is and the popular thing is getting people worked up about viruses these days it doesn't matter what virus what virus you got it you know it's they they've done well selling papers with this i think they they th this is where monkeypox came from it was the product of this sort of uh, trend uh, trend following yeah scientific papers are big business mm. <laughs> Uh, so they couldn't get us. They couldn't get us with monkeypox. Um, COVID nineteen. They did some damage with that, but now we're supposed to believe that a virus which has been disassociated from the modern world um, for a very long time below the uh, Siberian uh, lake that it's going to come out and somehow be adapted to humans first, uh, and be adapted to spreading in a modern environment second. And neither of those things seem possible since selection is not possible the virus is frozen in the ice it can't it has no selective pressures so <laughs> how is this virus going to uh going to uh make headway in a modern world anyway the fact that it's not around now kind of tells you something about where it went with selection doesn't it yeah it went extinct so i'm not too worried about this sort of thing it, it, and i think that it's in the same line of monkeypox you know it's just another thing to try and rile people up with you know um I was I was thinking of a really cute a little uh, ooh, excuse me alliteration earlier. It's like these stories are tuned to the note of dread on a harpsichord or something. It's like they're just working your way up and down the strings, and it's like oh we need we need to we need to trigger this particular note in people. So we're gonna pluck this this uh oh, this string. It's, it's I think it's even worse. It's like an auto harp with a couple keys stuck in. <laughs> And then just keep strumming it <laughs> to use a visual. They just jam. Someone stuck them in there and they can't get it out. You know what I mean? Oh man, I love it. <laughs> um, well, before I, I do have three quick clips about the specifics of the Pandora virus. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's interesting. It turns out that the, these are notable because they're massive on the scales of biology. Um, mm -hmm. They're almost the size of microbes and some yes. bacteria and whatnot, which is yeah, neat. Let's do it. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. But uh, before we can move on, there was a bonus meanwhile from Stephen Colbert. What on world do you think he transitioned directly into? From, uh, let's see, he had monkeypox. Yep. He had RSV. Yep. He had another virus. Um, he probably went into uh, get your vaccine. Mmm, close, but no cigar. Meanwhile, a Florida woman is suing the makers of Velveeta's microwavable mac and cheese oh, cups. Oh, God. <laughs> mac and cheese. You know, the dishonest media won't tell you that it's a law, predatory law firms who just, they're looking for money out of people. Oh, yeah. Some of these junk lawsuits are just coming out of people who think they can make a claim, and they have a, a client who is 
um, willing to play along, mm -hmm. but, but reporting issues of law um, without pointing out sort of the, uh, the reality of the situation, I think, is a dishonest way to report them. So I hope that has helped pop everyone's bubble. There's my <laughs> bubble being popped. <laughs> uh, Stephen Colbert, dishonest? Um, no. So this, uh, these next clips, they come from Kyle Kalinske, who I've only ever seen on the Joe Rogan show. I, there, there was nothing of note that I could think back to um, as to anything special about him. Uh, he's just one of the few people that had uh, some in interesting information about said Pandora virus. We'll also see a little bit of this um, this auto harp with the stuck keys throughout uh, his presentation of the information. Uh, here we go. Here's Unleash the Permafrost. Researchers documented 13 never-before-seen viruses that have been lying dormant, frozen in thick ice over tens of thousands of years. So permafrost is what it sounds like. It's like a permanent freeze and you know it's under the ground and one of the concerns with climate change is that eventually oh the boy. permafrost starts melting and when the permafrost starts melting that is die. like a greenhouse gas on steroids <laughs> that is like the worst case scenario because then you see an even faster you know rapid increase in global temperatures this, this uh, guy's got way his more than we've seen to this up. point and so <laughs> this guy this guy doesn't understand but his own story, the story is the earth heats up and the ice melts, not the ice melts and the earth heats up. This guy's got his causality backwards. Sounds like an infinite uh, feedback loop. Yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, just, a... I, I like that's where he immediately took it to first. Uh, so we have this first impending doom uh, that is the greenhouse gases rapidly, fasterly increasing. Uh, we'll continue on. So when the permafrost goes, buckle up, dog. As our world continues to warm up, vast areas of permafrost are rapidly melting, releasing material that's been trapped for up to a million years. This includes unaccountable numbers or uncountable numbers of microbes that have been lying dormant for hundreds of millennia. To study these emerging microbes, scientists from the French National Center for Scientific Research have now revived a number of these zombie viruses from the Siberian permafrost, including one thought to be nearly 50,000 years old. A record age for a frozen virus returning to a state capable of infecting other organisms. So that's lovely. So first of all, I love how the scientists are, are playing with this stuff. Have we learned nothing from modern history? Now, there, of course, there's still a debate. Hey, did COVID come from the wet market? Did it come from the, the lab? Right? Like, there's still a debate going on about that. I, really? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't think there is, bud. I, I think it's an open and shut case. They've never found a bat. They've never found a bat population, which was spreading um COVID-19 amongst itself and so what you ha would have to believe uh is that there are there was a mutation which caused simultaneously a bat coronavirus to become transmissible to humans perfectly adapted uh, or highly adapted to be retransmitted but also with the same uh the same little magic flick of the wrist also became impossible to transmit among bats and so these two things just don't happen at the same time in my uh, my understanding of things. So just right there, the fact that you couldn't find a population of bats with this uh, or a population of bats with any close, close enough virus that could have turned into COVID-19. It's very, uh, very suspicious, despite every expense being uh, being granted to uh, to round up every single animal. Look at everything in the wet market, you know, and it just didn't didn't happen there's there's no real debate so 
Yeah, one of my favorite uh, no agenda deconstructions is how the uh, the act of claiming coronavirus or COVID nineteen came from eating a bat for bat soup is in and of itself racist as well. <laughs> to imply that you know there's just like loose vermin floating around this uh, wet market and people are stewing it up. I mean the. <laughs> There's one thing to claim that that you caught a disease from an animal, but then if the claim is that the animal was actually cooked, isn't that a little more far-fetched? Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, if you boil the bat, I mean, is it That's why we cook food, right? <laughs> I'm just I'm just putting that out there. Oh, they ate a, they they Aussied it. <laughs> they Aussied it. This was bat sushi. They should have said bat they said bat stew, it should have been bat sushi. So I don't know. Hey, I don't get to talk about this stuff on Rare Encounter. We do a purposefully uh, no no COVID stories and uh, very little political news. So I guess I've got it all bottled up. I got to get it out. No doubt. I've heard you. I've heard you <laughs> kind of rip into it with uh, Dean Reiner of Up Is Down. Really oh, phenomenal yeah. episodes. Hope Dean is doing good out there. It's been a long while uh, since I've heard from him. Well. He's been on a Daddy Cast with. Um, uh, I think it was Larry and uh, Absurd Six Pack. And Sir, Sir, uh, sorry, Sir Spencer. Sir Spencer. And yeah, Metis was on there? I believe that is true. Uh, he's been on, they've they've done, I think, two, one or two of those before. So. Oh, nice. I haven't uh, heard the second he's, one. He's around. Nice. He's I'll been around. Look into that. Um, and I was going to say this earlier. I, I do appreciate that Rare Encounter tries to actively distance themselves. <laughs> From the yeah. the COVID and the, the the politics, yeah, it's uh, sometimes it's hard, but it's uh, it's a service we provide. I'll leave it at that. Let's no. not promoting my own shit. This is behind the schemes. <laughs> um, the uh, this next clip here. Uh, look, listen, look, listen, listen, look. The team behind the study, led by microbiologist Jean Marie, Jean Marie, Jean Marie says these ancient viruses are potentially a significant threat to public health and further study needs to be done to assess the danger that these infect infectious God. agents could pose as the permafrost melts. The researchers warned it may just be the tip of the iceberg. Quote, one quarter of the northern hemispheres <laughs> underlain by permanently that. frozen ground referred to as permafrost, researchers wrote in the paper. Due to climate warming, irreversibly thawing permafrost is releasing organic matter frozen for up to a million years, most of which decomposes into carbon dioxide and methane, further enhancing the greenhouse effect. Part of this organic matter also consists of revived cellular microbes, prokaryotes, unicellular eukaryotes, as well as viruses that remained dormant since prehistorical times. So here they have a picture. It says a 48,500-year-old virus has been revived from Siberian permafrost. Seven viruses from the Siberian permafrost have been revived and replicated themselves in the lab, including the oldest revived so far. Mm. And viruses which now find themselves adapted to a world which no longer exists. It would be, it would be the very ending scene of uh, War of the Worlds. When the Martians show up and they, <laughs> they exit their ship and they're like, oh shit, the common cold. <clears throat> <laughs> that's what would happen yes <laughs> i think i that might have been a bunk clip or i've mislabeled my uh my titles so my apologies there but this last one uh will wrap us up on uh kyle kalinsky so according to global news in 2014 the same researchers unearthed a 30,000 year old virus trapped in permafrost the bbc reported the discovery was groundbreaking because after all the time all that time, the virus was still able to infect organisms, but now they've beaten their own record with the 48,500-year-old virus. Quote, if the authors are indeed isolating live viruses from ancient permafrost, it is likely 
that the even smaller, simpler mammalian viruses would also survive frozen for eons. Virologist Eric Delwart from the University of California in San Francisco told New Scientist. Um, and everybody's sort of freaking out about this. You can see this guy here says, okay, I've seen this movie and it didn't end well. And seriously, what's the name again? Pandora no, virus? Haven't. Quote, the revived oh, virus God. has been given the name Pandora virus Yodoma, which acknowledges its size and the type of permafrost soil that it was found in. Yeah, so uh, this isn't good. Look, here's a scary oh, oh, thought. Oh. I remember watching, there was a Netflix documentary about um, pandemics that came out. I think it came out just before COVID, by the way. And um, they said, look, we're kind of lucky Blank. that we've gotten as far as we have without having a big uh, pandemic. And then, of course, we got hit with COVID. Um, Watch out! Here's the scary thought. The scary thought is, <laughs> what if now for the rest of our lives? <laughs> the scary here? thought is, what if? <laughs> to do the Manitoba swirl. Yeah, for the rest of our lives. Yeah, the Manitoba swirl. The Quote. Manitoba swirl. Uh, Quote, unquote. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, of course, I'm from Winnipeg. We in Canada, it's just called, for us, it's just called the move since everyone it's knows possible. it. But internationally, possible. it's known as the Manitoba swirl. Yeah, so the global news is this guy's source. It's a Canadian rag. Oh, kind of like the uh, National Enquirer or something? Well, you know, it's just a uh, JT cocksucking... Uh, Wow. Uh, log. That's all they do. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all they do. It's like a JT Cumrag. Oh, I, I, I'm quite unfamiliar with these terms, but I want to know more. <laughs> <laughs> JT oh. Cumrag. Safe search off. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's. I just wanted to pause there for a second because I, I love the setup of. Oh, you know, this is like imagine just. Imagine, imagine a world. It's so scary. It's a scary thought. Uh, but we'll, we'll continue on. There's always a new pandemic. And, you know, look, COVID is look. abysmal and the death toll is in the millions. It's bad, right? But you could easily imagine a scenario where we have <laughs> another kind of pandemic where the death rate is literally like 50% for the virus. What's I mean, that's what that's what it is for Ebola. If you get Ebola, there's only a 50% chance you survive. Imagine a virus that's just as infectious as COVID or the flu. Um but there's a 50% chance of dying if you get it. What about the what about the measles? So we're talking about like extinction mm -hmm. level type shit. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. There's, how can you it's take in him the realm seriously? of that which is possible, right? Oh, he didn't <laughs> shut up yet. Fuck I know, off. I know, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. uh, we like our dramatic pauses here on this show um, it adds anticipation yeah there you go <laughs> um yeah so back in 2013 discovering the pandora virus it was a little bit more of exciting news uh according to the just the the feel of this gizmodo article uh they mentioned some other different size viruses uh there was the Mimi virus, and then the mama virus, and then the mega virus. Uh, oh, and it was in Australia where they found the Pandora virus. Um, and Pandora was uh, two times bigger from my mediocre understanding of math. It looked to be about two times bigger than the, than the uh, biggest viral or uh, genetic sequencing, I think. Mm -hmm. Like counting the actual uh, individual genomes, it was twice as big. Uh, I think it... Are you sure it was genomes and it wasn't the physical size? Because that was my understanding that some of these um, really stretch the limit um, for a single-celled or, or um, simple organisms. 
where as they start getting very, very large, it's, it's hard for the cell to even function because there's a lot of things that there's messaging that has to happen from different parts of the cell, even though it's just an amorphous glob for some of these things. Um, not a virus, let's say, but a, a different type of uh, like a bacteria or something that there's there's been some really interesting ones i mean if you follow virology or uh any of these like i think it was in the in the everglades inside it was like in mangroves they mm. would find yeah welcome to my mangrove they they would find these <laughs> we um, like slimes games. we like funny games welcome to my mangrove stay a while Ugh. <laughs> I'm a healthy young woman. I've got needs, and my need is a mangrove. <laughs> no, they they there used to be a thought for the volume of a of um simple organism really was restricted because of the messaging that would have to happen inside and spreading uh uh you know the for lack of a better word the nutrition the resources that keep the thing alive um is just kind of limited. And as it gets bigger, there's more volume to fill up and, and it's just not going to work. But they found out that they would find instead of having kind of spherical blobs, they found that some organisms were evolving into cylinders mm. in like really long tubes. And it turns out that if you have these really long tubes, then the interface between the rest of the world also gets a lot bigger when the volume increases too. So there's a little... I don't know. There's just fun little tidbits about that. I, I thought were fun, but well, I guess because there's more surface area to work with. Because because if you go with, if you have a a spherical blob and you um, double its volume, the um, the surface area only gets so much bigger, right? And so mm -hmm. soon enough, you you have a volume that can't be supported by the surface area it has. But if you have a cylinder, if you double the volume by extending it so that it's longer. And make it longer, <laughs> just like that goat. <laughs> then, uh, then the volume goes up proportionally with the surface area. So, it's fun little things. You know, no one designed that. Well, I don't know. Maybe someone did design that. Depends on who you ask. Um, which which uh, which faith you profess. But it's a very uh, very interesting solution to that problem. So, and what I'm trying to get at is, I like that this research is happening. Uh, I'm not scared of it like these these guys seem to be. So yeah, and just like you're afraid of melting the ice and seeing what's down there. I mean, think of all the stuff you could learn about the way the world used to be. Yeah, all of that just data trapped in the ice. Go drill some more ice cores, you know, and don't let them melt before you analyze them this time. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you got to get that shit cooled, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, we had a uh, ninety nine ninety nine from Bully Steed putting the goat back together through fountain she said naming it the pandora virus is a dick slash cunt all caps cunt move period period do you think the pandora virus has the the music genome embedded in it <laughs> yeah it's got that pesky ad genome too yeah <laughs> it's if you want more than three skips you gotta oh i'm listening oh there it is <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's so yes. just it just sprays. I love it. Oh shit, yeah. Ha. <laughs> I guess I'm hus. Uh that was uh lavish saying data trapped in the ice. Mm. Yes. Consider now the following. Yes. I would love to go to Antarctica. It was on my 
great plan list. Mm. Well, you're going to have to lose your teeth. Oh, you're wow. You have to get them pulled out. Do I want to yeah. know? Yeah, they don't let you go down unless they uh, pull out all your wisdom teeth. Even if they're not bothering you. Uh, well, That's what I've been told. Hey, by, I'm reliably informed by people who've been there. Lucky for me, I've already got them all pulled out. Hey, you're, you're, uh, you're just fine. So what I understand is if you want to go to Antarctica, first you, you have to have a sponsoring agency. So you have to convince the guys down there that you're valuable enough. Um, usually it's easier if you're like in a university or something, but there's industry that gets down there too. Um, like if you're in SATCOM, they, they might bring you down to work on something because if it's specialized enough. Um, then uh, you end up flying to New Zealand uh, where they take your pack and they look at everything you packed and they take it and they throw it away <laughs> and they tell you you're an idiot and these are the parkas you're going to bring and these are the things that you're going to pack and you're not going to bring the shit that you you thought you were going to. And then they pack you up with what they what they know is going to keep you alive. And uh, yeah, I've heard some stories down there, man. I've heard some. Uh, I've had one coworker went down there for a winter, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, I had uh, one was sort of like a mentor back when I was in Maryland had uh, been down there for a little while working on some, uh, some dishes. So it's a interesting sounding place. He was telling stories about some guy named, uh, I think they called him wild bill. <laughs> he was notorious <laughs> around for, for uh, tinkering. He was a tinkerer. And so he could build anything. The only problem is he had to take something out, something else apart <laughs> to do it. <laughs> and so he was looking at it. My, my, uh, my mentor, he's, he's, working on this uh, controller for the satellite dish uh, for the earth. It's really an earth station antenna. He says, well, you know, I need a switch. He's trying to describe, you know, I need this switch, you know, so, so that when, um, you know, so when that these two plates come together, they make contact the switch trips and then it tells the motor to shut off. Right. I need one of these. And he's describing it to wild bill and wild bills. Hmm. All right. I know just the thing. And he go and he disappears and he co goes around and then he comes back and he has just that little part. <laughs> and uh so he goes oh this is pretty cool and they built he wires it up and puts it in and tests the switch and it works just fine he goes oh right yes wipe my hands it's time to go and they went back to the hangar <laughs> and it's cold inside and there's like the bosses there and all these other people are there and he's they say what the fuck why is it so fucking cold in here what's wrong and they're trying to troubleshoot the the heater and it turns out that little switch he pulled out of the thermostat on the wall and it was a little mercury <laughs> when the mercury thermometer um uh, when the mercury rose it would tip the thermometer a little bit so that it would it would it was on a fulcrum and when the mercury rose it would go up and make contact with a little uh, contact on the top and that's how it kept the temperature in the, in the thing stable so they were apparently rip shitting mad <laughs> to, to coin a phrase and uh, and uh, made him take it back out. So uh, you gotta you gotta love and appreciate that sort of ingenuity, though. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, if you go down there, one of the things they they really get antsy and they get on your ass about is your teeth, you, because they don't want anyone to have a dental problem while you're down there. They don't want to do any dental surgery, and they feel like it's too common these days. So, um, which it is, by the way. If you take a look at history, um, you'll find out that um, skeletons from spooky skeletons um, from f long enough ago all had good teeth, and they didn't have crowded mouths, and they didn't have problems with wisdom teeth. And it was only uh, something recent in the 1900s when we started having malocclusion and uh, these 
other sorts of modern issues. And then the issue of myopia is another thing that has modern resurgence. Uh, so, do you, think very, do you think that's just a coalition or a coalescence? What's the word of uh, the? I guess the fluoride, fluoride, the the <laughs> perhaps the food. Uh, I think it's the. I so the best theory I've heard is uh, is the. It coincides with the popularization of cutlery where in in good manners in eating so if you're grabbing a steak in your uh, or a chunk of meat and eating it and really biting into it then you're chewing differently than if you were to cut it up and eating eat soft foods so that's the claim i don't know if it's true or not but the you know the fossil evidence kind of makes it clear that uh we didn't always have these problems and it's really a problem of modernity same thing with myopia you know nearsightedness uh really exploded in the last couple of years among children. Coincidentally, right around the time they all started looking at iPads all day. I wonder if there's anything to do with that, but oh well. Brought to you by Pfizer. <laughs> <laughs> and the Crapple Computer Company. Don't forget that. Also... Yeah, the Manitoba Squirrel. Yeah, don't forget that one. <laughs> you know, Canadian men and, of course, women. Yeah. They... I mean, it's common in, in Canada. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm on all sorts of sidetracks today so no i love it it's uh the one thing i've always really wanted to see in antarctica and i could probably go elsewhere is a sun dog what's a sun dog it, <laughs> it's kind of you may have heard of its cousin the up dog <laughs> the up dog <laughs> <laughs> no it's uh, uh, i i know my uncle saw my uncle haywood haywood jablomi oh i think he, he had an up dog <laughs> Um, Sundog, it's like a, it's a atmospheric, um, sort of, uh, what's the word, uh, phenomenon where mm. there's a giant halo that shows up around the sun and it makes it kind of, uh, it, it gives the illusion that there's multiple suns in the sky. Okay. I just dropped a link. You can check it out there in the like chat. The green room. Oh, indeed. That's uh, pretty cool. Yeah. I've always wanted to see him. I, I've met a stagehand that, uh. I think did one of these retreats that you were sorry, not retreats, but um, one of these programs, they went down to Antarctica for a couple of months to uh, work in this program. Well, and and this, they, this doesn't look like Antarctica. This has a, a paved road and it has street lights and well, like I was saying, and the, the mountains are really, there's no mountains anywhere. Like I was saying, it, it happens in a lot of places. Uh, I think it's got to be kind of in the uh, Northern or like uppermost or low, lower, lowest part of the uh, hemisphere. Um, I just, I know that there's, uh, apparently some really nice ones in Antarctica. Think, Sun dogs. Yeah. I think it has to be, um, low atmosphere. I don't know. I'm just going to stop pretending <laughs> like I understand. <laughs> Let me take a closer look at this. Sun dog. It, it looks pretty. That's what I know. Quite majestic. Here's a black country one, uh, back country. Looks like it's out in the middle of some field somewhere. So mm. let me take a look at that one. Oh, that's cool. Um, I'm I'm reading that this is due to refraction through ice crystals, so through uh, through solid water in the atmosphere. So somewhere where it's colder. Something somewhere where it is cold, cold enough to have suspended a uh, ice particulate. <laughs> well, it's 15 degrees here in the Miniocalypse tonight. Yeah, but you don't have any sun. That is true. You have no sun with which to dog. I know I the know. feeling. I'm in Ohio. <laughs> we have no sun with which to dog here either. Oh man. Well, let's. Uh, we can uh, 
continue on here. Um, now we either we can either talk about this, um, and I I do not have any clips. I don't have any clips from the recent interviews that Kanye has been giving. I <laughs> I took the time to actually go out and find some other material that I thought was a little more interesting. Uh, um, I can I can give the summary of uh, Yee. Uh, if you're not watching Yee, uh, you are missing out. <laughs> <laughs> he had uh, well, wa first he walked off from the Beanie Boy show, which I thought was hilarious. Um, then when he was on Alex Jones, he started doing prop comedy, which was uh, fantastic. Did you see that? I saw the clip. I didn't see the full interview. Yeah, so you had the clip where he has um, well, he has his gimp suit on to to start. Oh, anyway, I, before I say that, I just want to mention one thing about Tim Pool. He walked off the Tim Pool set and, according to reports, stole a bunch of cookies from the kitchen on his way out. Nice. <laughs> it's just... That's what we need more of. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. And uh, so on, he was talking about... I, I don't really remember what the... Con I mean, it was Kanye. He's talking about all kinds of things, but... Um, he had he was making a reference to uh, Bibi Netanyahu, and so he had as props. He brought out a bottle of Yuhu, and he brought out a net. So he had his net and Yuhu. It was just it was retarded. It was awesome. It was uh, it was it's like a carrot top bit. It's literally a carrot top bit that he did on the show, and you know doesn't get credit for it. So, yep, and people are in a tizzy, an absolute tizzy over some of the statements that uh, that he had made and even alex jones at the time seemed a little taken aback pushing back <laughs> well yeah he's I, i've heard some people um who's the other guy nick funia uh funtes yeah fuentes fuentes that was it you know i have a problem with some of the criticisms of of kanye because they're not applied um they're not applied equally. So I've heard people complain that Kanye West is actually mentally ill, and uh, that's what causes him to be an anti-Semite in their in their uh, evaluation of him. But they don't make the claim that this other guy Nick is mentally ill either, and the ones that do don't do it seriously. And I'm not making that claim. Um, I happen to uh, to not believe that mental illness is a prerequisite uh, to have an opinion like that, even one which I don't agree with. But I don't know. I, f I think it's uh, calling him crazy is dismissive, but they they don't extend that. They say, oh, you'd have to be crazy to believe this. And then you can pick up a, a bunch of other people who have the same kind of uh, just shit takes on on things. And you don't call them crazy. You call them hateful. So what is it? Come on. Yeah, you can't uh, use you can't use crazy as a as an out just for this guy and then not apply it to the other guys too. So it, it's irritating to me to see the way people handle this. Um, they're inconsistent. Even people who are defending him are inconsistent, and people who are attacking him are inconsistent. And so I don't know. the The whole situation rubs me the wrong way. I'm I'm a, I'm about as indifferent as it comes. Um, and it's only because I, I wish I'd found the clip, but uh, Dave Jones on podcast in 2.0 a couple of weeks ago when um, the news broke that Elon was taking over Twitter, like for real, it was happening. There was the major meltdown. People were fleeing Twitter in droves. Dave made a statement along the lines of this reaction that you're generating or that you're giving is exactly what Elon is looking for. 
And that's my take for Kanye is no matter if you are a fan or if you hate him, either way, that reaction is what he's looking for. So I think he's I think he's just sitting here like trying to build up a, a, a ton of potential mimetic energy because you have this whole uh, Balenciaga thing going down at the same time. That he's oh, yeah. loosely connected to. Think back to 2015 with the Pizzagate and the election. Um, I, I, I think hardcore there was some like strange chaos magic, meme magic, chaos god sort of interactions around that time period. So uh, specifically Keck. The, <laughs> I <laughs> the think, god of chaos. I, yes. think, I think we're going to see a resurgence of, uh, of Keck to some capacity. I really well, believe we'll that. See, we'll see what happens. Chatelet yeah. brothers. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing that it had me thinking about was the late great comedian Andy Kaufman, who I uh, I've always really enjoyed. You know, there's you look at Andy Kaufman and you see one of the greatest heels of all time, and uh, I'm I'm partial to the heel man. Everybody loves a good bad guy, right? Mm. Um. In this uh this clip, it just I think it goes to show that, you know, people will say <laughs> pretty outlandish shit out there to get a rise out of you. This is uh, Andy Kaufman's Helpful Hints. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Andy Kaufman, as, of course, most of you know. Uh, I have a lot of unfinished business in the South. First and foremost in my mind is taking care of that dumb hillbilly, Jerry Lawler. I really want to take care of him. That's most important to me. But I'm going to put that on the back burner for now. And I want to talk to you people out there, you people who live down here in the South, in the good old South portion of the United States, okay? I want to talk to you, and I want to help you, okay? I think, you know, for the past year or two, I've been coming down here, and you and I have been having this feud. I come in the ring, and you go, boo, and you don't like me, and I don't like you. And I think now is the time when we should be friends, and let's make peace with one another, okay? Peace? Okay? And I, Andy Kaufman, as my token of peace towards you, my token of friendship towards you, I would like to do a little something for you, just as a personal favor. You don't owe me anything back. This is out of the goodness of my heart. Every week, I'm going to be coming on here, on this station, and I'm going to give you little tips about how you can better your lives and how I can bring you up from the level that you're in right now and bring you up from the squalor that you're living in, the gutter and the garbage that your lives are. Okay? And this is my personal favor to you. What do you think is personal? Uh, what do you think he enlightens the listeners or the viewers on? Well, if you believe there's a man on the moon, there's nothing up his sleeve. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> also, I do apologize about the noise. I, I'm I'm kind of regretting clipping this one or not giving it. A oh, little it doesn't extra. doesn't bother me at all. It's got that. Uh, it's got that old timey uh, AM sound. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Back back when AM, by the way, AM radio used to sound different. It used to have more bandwidth. Oh yeah. And then they had to sell it off. They yep. They com they compressed everything. They lowered the bandwidth of the station. That still scares me every time. <laughs> Sounds like that's a that's a uh, that's a uh, lowering the bandwidth of the uh, the gimp there. Yeah, uh, Carolyn coming through boosting that gimp for eighty eight eighty eight, saying I almost forgot Andy Coffin wrestled. Nice, hell yeah, yeah. Oh, give it to me. 
the uh this next clip is uh is what he it's his educational bit now this week i'd like to start off first and foremost the most important thing is personal hygiene okay now let's start off this is a bar of soap <laughs> now does it look familiar to any of you i know that you probably don't know what this is i probably you haven't ever seen one of these before but it is called soap. Matter of fact, if you're sitting at home now, you can maybe kind of repeat after me and say soap. Say soap, S-O-A-P, soap. Not soap, not soap. It's soap, okay? <laughs> he goes on for like another three minutes. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, About a soup? A, a, a soap, not soap, soap. Soap, not soap. I, you might catch me saying soap sometime. <laughs> no way. 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 Yeah. Whoop. Um. Yeah, I got that video linked in there. There was uh, three different segments on this public access TV that uh, that he did, and I think it's just a really good demonstration of how there are people out there who get in front of a camera and they will say shit just to get a rise out of you. <laughs> It doesn't matter what it is. All they want is that reaction. Yes. Um, it also, uh, well, let's, before we do this next one, uh, 8888 hey, listen. from Bully Steed saying, <laughs> personal hygiene, wash your junk. <laughs> Put it in chaos again. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, you got to keep it clean. Oh. Yeah. You don't want no spaghetti incident. Nope. Nope. No, that we all know how that one ended. It was not good. There's only so much my banana can take. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um yeah, spaghetti incident. Kind of gross. Um so it turns out that uh that the comparison between Kanye and Hitler used to be kind of funny. People got a laugh out of it. Uh, things have changed a little bit over the past 13 years. Are you familiar with the comedy duo? <laughs> Wow, he is getting a lot of action tonight. Lavish. Uh, 8888 saying, the gimp wants it. No. Yes. No. The gimp needs it. The gimp needs it, yes. Yeah. Hey, listen! I've got a clip of the gimp. Here's what the gimp says. I'm a healthy young woman. I've got needs. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's not what I thought that was. <laughs> the clip just said, Tunta, I'm going to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> was that a song is that a single yeah is that off his new album the manitoba swirl yeah the manitoba swirl we in canada it's just called for us it's just called the movie that's everyone to do the manitoba swirl uh, all right i think I, I think i remember this one i'm, I'm gonna uh, i'll feature that at the uh, end of tonight's episode huh how's that work because um, I do want to get through this last clip here real quick before we do intermission. Uh, this is Garfunkel and Oates, the comedy female duo. Um, maybe they are Canadian. I, I don't remember. Uh, this is a segment that they did 13 years ago called Who Said It? Kanye or Hitler? So um, it's an audience participation game. And uh, we have a list of quotes. And half of them were said by Kanye West. <laughs> and half of them were said by Hitler. 
He's not thinking of bread and water, but of caviar and champagne. I stand here as a revolutionary. It is as a revolutionary against the revolution. I think that was one of the Hitler quotes. I might have to go back to war. I just might have to. Uh, nothing in life is promised except death. Hitler. Both. Their quotes are It's really weird. I realize that my place and position is in history is that well, that I will go down as the voice of this generation of this decade. That I will be the loudest voice. Who says I am not under the special protection of God? Hitler. Okay. There's one more. I could design something for Obama to go to the club in. Like, I was quizzing her over the phone, and she's like, I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm not very good with history. <laughs> mm. It used to be funny, man. People used to get a ride out of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you used to be able to make a joke about it. Yeah. Not anymore. We should cancel them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We should uh, ban their bank accounts. That's what we should do. Mm. Uh, shut off the money. Yeah, shut off the money, man. That's all you got to do. Uh, and that's that's all I got on the Kanye and uh, Hitler scenario situation. Um, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, I just think he's sitting here trying to build up as much potential energy as he can to do something even oh, yeah. more bombastic and crazy. Yep, I I'm all on board with that. Nice. He's he's not doing this for nothing. He's going somewhere. We're not sure where yet. He's going. He's going to go somewhere. Yeah, I bet he's going to go on over to 612-263-7999 and leave us a scream out. That's right. Yay, you can leave us a scream out. <laughs> yeah, we know you've got uh, Behind the Schemes on speed dial. Come on, Gadget. Touch the button. Just touch the button and call. Touch the button. Got the out. Good luck. Godspeed. We just go inside and then see how high we can get. Yep. <laughs> My favorite pickup line. <laughs> Man flush. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness let's see how much man flesh this caller's got you know i've been i've been wanting to leave one of these screen mails i finally did it tonight okay so what do we got here what is the prompt what do we got Third here scandinavian on spook social says casting calls for best orgasmic screen uh, I don't think I have what you're looking for. Oh, but caller. Oh, what happened? Cockadoodle did. That's what happened. Oh, <laughs> oh. Magic. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fucked it up. Uh oh, wait. Don't go that way. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from that one. 
Uh, yeah, Sir Keaton and Evian had a funny post over at spook.social. Oh, that was one I didn't talk about earlier. Spook.social, if you want to come hang out with us on the Fediverse, you can go and do that. Sign up. Totally free. Lots of fun people hanging out there. Um, but fun, yeah. Fun. Let's, um, let's take a break here. Been kind of going. I think that sounds great. Uh, you got a little playlist? You got a mixtape for us, maybe? Yeah, I got us a tape. Uh, what, what's, uh, what's special on this tape? We got some uh, kind of country music. We got some All remixes. Right. I'm got, into it. We got some Sesame Streets. All right. And we got a little titty pussy. Titty pussy. I'm into the titty pussy. Yeah, we got... Oh, get excited for Christopher Walken singing the Monster Mash. Woo! <laughs> and, um, you know, I just got two words for you. Two words. Are you ready for this one? Hit me. Jazz Sabbath. Now I'm going to drop... Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back after this uh, short break, and uh, when we get back, it's going to be second, second half of show. Crypto Bros be dying. Here? If you love me like you say you do, you want me to come back to you one of these days. These are no days. Too much thinking, too much drinking, and I ain't sleeping at all. I hate it, crazy dreams. They say I stay in between these words of mouth. If you love me like you say you do, you want me to come back to you one of these days. These are no days. Wound up, overworked, piles of shit, piling up, vitamins and alcohol, on the level of a cure, all the best part of day is night. If you love me like you say you do, you want me to come back to you one of these days, these are no days. And when I say PM, it really means 11, 12, 1 a.m. Not all the answers come to me, but what I see was meant to be seen. If you love me like you say you do, you want me to come back to you one of these days. These are no days. I've had better, I've had worse, I've had that wish, had that curse. Find me in the parking lot, dry my eyes oh, and save it a lot. If you love me like you say you do, you want me to come back to you one of these days, these darn old days. I like TV. I like a lot of the network stuff. Uh, you know, I really enjoy it. Uh, There's a show I'm really into too. Uh, comes on every night at eight. That's uh, the something show. Oh man, I'm forgetting this TV. <laughs> the oh man, the oh yeah, the uh, painfully repetitive network broadcast. 
Shit that's force-fed to the masses with the sole purpose of lulling your brain into a semi-conscious state in order to make you susceptible to their constant bombardment of repetitious subliminal advertisement that tricks you into believing that you're capable of reaching an unattainable ideal of being a rich, young, hairless water skier with perfect teeth that never farts for the rest of your life. If you would just spend enough money on creams, cars, condos, accounts, mounts, other useless shit marketing companies purposely make you feel insecure about not having in order to profit off of turning you into a brain-dead, soul-washed, fat-ass, consumer slut. Show. Oh. <laughs> you know that show? <laughs> you thought I was stupid. <laughs> Just that.
I wrote a little pitch, if I could read through that. Please. Dear Settleback College, let's face it, our mascot, the Gaucho, is racist, and it's time for him to be murdered. Anyway, I have just the idea for a new progressive mascot for your school. Her name is Titty Pussy, and she's a woke, sloppy goblin girl who rides around the campus on sweat-stained roller skates and begs each student to come out as bi. If a student refuses to do so, Titty Pussy will let out a shriek that has the frequency to change the student's body hair to strawberry blonde. Then Titty Pussy will say, Tough break, Straighty. Have fun sticking out like a sore thumb should you ever visit a beach in Palestine. At sporting events, instead of displaying kiss cams on the Jumbotron, Titty Pussy will instead screen promos for her OnlyFans, which mainly consists of her getting off to the school flag. During halftime, Titty Pussy will do her signature dance move, the pop lock and swap it, where she'll make the team swap mouth guards to reassure the fans that none of the players are homophobic. If either team refuses, she'll take a knee for the rest of the game, uh, right in the middle of the field. So, thank you for your time, and I hope you can consider Titty Pussy. All right, thank you, Cole. You're mocking me, aren't you? Oh, no, 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 no. from his slab began to rise and suddenly to my surprise he did the mash he did the monster mash the monster mash it was a graveyard smash the monster mash it caught on with a flash the monster mash I held this watch in my ass in his ass Bitcoin and Icos I agree completely uh, it's one of the crazier speculative things where it's not, as, a, as a, an asset class, you're not producing anything. Uh, and so you shouldn't expect it to go up. Uh, it's, it's kind of a pure greater fool theory type uh, investment.
now return to Behind the Schemes. Starring Booberry, Berry, 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 and Lavish, 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 Well, I mean, sort of. Welcome back to second, second half of show of Behind the Schemes, episode 129, and it is still December 5th, 2022. And we are Well, ju- maybe, maybe where you are. Oh, that is true. Uh, where you oh. are, it is now my sister's birthday. Oh, I'll say hi to her. Yeah. <laughs> very nice. Very legal. <laughs> yes. And I, uh, I have some uh, whiskey here I was going to pour a shot of. And, oh, nice. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you have a, a beverage on you. I do. I have uh, I have something that I can take a shot of here. It is a wonderful California uh, wine. It cost uh, $3.95 at Aldi. Mmm, tastes like so, college. <laughs> I, I will take a swig of that uh, if you wish. Yeah, well, cheers, man. Thank you again for uh, for jumping on last second. I really appreciate it. Been having fun. Right. Cheers. Cheers. I think I got one more shot of this Dimmer Beach whiskey. My loot whiskey from the festival that I did over the summer. There's one more in there. One more, huh? One and done, pretzel pecker. <laughs> you gotta you gotta get back in there, you know, get that proboscis sucking. You know what I mean? Yeah, sucking. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> what do you Mr. Moth man, come on. Oh, oh I'm sorry, was that the butterfly man? Oh shit. Shots fired, everybody. Take ah, cover. Ah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Let me give you a little karma. <laughs> oh, thank you. Good job. Yeah, no problem, man. No. Watch out! <laughs> uh, oh, this, is the, this is the part of the show where we like to take a moment to thank all of the people that helped produce this week's episode of Behind the Schemes, and uh, we have quite a few people, so we should just jump into it. Uh, we had a... a Two monthly PayPal donations come through from KS and Sir Cross Stitch for $5 and $5.33. Oh, that one. Um, so we appreciate the monthlies. I have been talking to Lavish on the back channels, and I'm not sure when it's going to happen, but the recent PayPal news has kind of made us shift our focus. And I think we're going to not shun PayPal by any means, but I think we're going to make aims to be more. Uh, unreliance on them. So, for example, having a, a dedicated PO box if people want to do checks or something. Mm. So that's something we're gonna uh, look into for really real and get cooking on it. We also had Sir Manny, a uh, total Dame Slayer. He's back on the attack. He sent in a donation today of six dollars and sixty six cents. Hail Satin. I actually got myself a new uh, satin ISO here today, if I just knew where I put it at. That's the problem with pulling 50 ISOs a week. Satan. What does that mean, Satan? <laughs> Fucking Vosh, man. <laughs> uh, we had... Who else do we have here? Uh, Captain Oblivious also snuck in. I see you uh, right at the very beginning of the show as we were uh, kicking it off. Uh, and he had a donation of $5.55. Well, thank you, Captain Oblivious. We appreciate that. Uh, and then something really cool showed uh, two things, two amazing things showed up in the mail. Uh, first, I got a, a little package from Midas, and the note written on a sticky note. We're a big fan of sticky notes here at this production. Uh, the note said, Got these from an artist at GalaxyCon. Enjoy, Midas. Oh, 
GalaxyCon, that's one for you. Oh, shit. Midnight Mike of OBDM was just there. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, we got the makings of a really killer convention touring circuit troupe. It's so close. We just need to make the plans to, to act upon. Yeah, we just need the... Uh, now, I've done, I've done tabling before. I've been uh, at conventions uh, uh, of the professional kind and of the, uh, the fan kind uh, behind tables. So I certainly could... I'm up for that. It's, it's in my vocabulary. I know how to do it. So uh, if you want to... And I think we're doing it for Rare Encounter at Gen Con uh, uh, coming up. Uh, planned for next year, I should say. Nice. So that's kind of in your neighborhood, I think. So maybe that would be a good opportunity for a first shot. Yeah. Uh, keep me posted on it. <clears throat> we'll get some yep. uh, information and learn more. Um, yeah, there's uh, no shortage of uh, different um, backgrounds. I, I think people will be well. For example, Midnight Mike, uh, I called into OBDM this past weekend to talk about this very subject. And uh, he had made mention of like doing live shows at night at bars and whatnot. Oh yeah, which I know is also um, something that other folks are very much into the idea of. So, oh yeah, it's uh, no shortage of 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 ideas. Um, it's a very exciting prospect. Uh, but to get back to Metis's package, he actually <laughs> he actually I wasn't gonna say it. You said it once. <laughs> I shut up. Okay, I was good. I didn't say anything. Uh, well, it took me the second time to catch it <laughs> to catch the package. Hey oh. But uh, he actually sent in a, a, a deck of oracle, oracle cards, which are, it's the same sort of um, approach to tarot, except the oracle cards are usually their own specific subset of imagery, language, meanings of the card, but you can still use them in the same way that you would tarot cards. And this is a gorgeous little deck. It's called the Oracle Divination Cards by Becky Clunan. And the back of the, uh, Box says a deck of 40 cards by Becky Clunan inspired by myth, folklore, and cautionary tales. Ooh. Oh, cautionary tales. And I got uh, I got a picture in the show notes if you want to check out the art. I really enjoy this art. It's uh it's fun. And really uh heavy blacks and kind of like uh it's like purplish gray ink. Mm. It's a good tone. I like it. Um but I drew three cards. Uh, in a past, present, future uh, from this deck, and I got the Battlefield, the Ghost, and the King. And reading from the book that came with said deck, if I can just find the numbers here, XX is 20. Uh, the Battlefield, in the past position, resolution, closure, result, balance. Oh, there's that balance again. Uh, and then in the present... You got card number 13, the ghost, which is guilt, ghost. regret, unanswered questions, and restlessness. It's also uh, a mild, mild groping. Uh, yeah. I, I, at least three hands. Mm. At least. Oh, man. Pete's are well, getting started early. These are. We were talking about groping. He thought we said go goading. Goading them good. Goading them good. Jesus. Wow. God, it makes a fun noise, too. Huh. Put it in chaos again. Yes. <laughs> He's doing blood. that. Beautiful blood. Aren't you glad you caved it in cave? 
<laughs> and no more. There's more. Oh god. We're gonna have to get a count. Someone needs the official count here. We I do want to uh We did have the idea of doing a goat counter. So something that's just a continual tally of all the sixty-six sixty-six boosts. Yeah. And and then I, it, you could you could subtract from it by uh goading a boost, which is the ninety-nine ninety-nine. I can't uh I can't count I think I can count, but it's all tones from a phone. Oh. That's all I can count. I can count like that. <laughs> that's all I could do. Consider now the following. Oh man. I like the way the bloody mist feels against my skin. Yeah. <laughs> we'll uh we'll we'll calculate all of those goats up here um after uh, we get these next uh couple of producers shouted out. Uh the last card in that spread in the future position was the king, which is card number 4. It's pretty close to the king position in the uh your rider weight tarot deck for example. Uh, but the king says responsibility, order, authority, and entitlement. It's interesting. I haven't had too much time to spend with them, um, so I'm not sure if I can glean any deeper meaning, but um, I do really appreciate them, Metis. It's, uh, I have a couple of Oracle decks already. I got one that's a Halloween, Halloween Oracle deck, I believe it's called. It's good stuff. And then the well, last... What'd you got? Oh, I was going to say I have the calculation for the uh, for the goats, if you want it. Let's, um, I want to get this other package, because we'll, okay. we had some uh, boosts come in, uh, the GIMP was getting some action <laughs> yeah. during intermission. Um, the other package that showed up was from Hunter Jackson. He actually uh, mailed me a, the physical copy of the print that he did for us. The uh, nice. the lady with the, the uh, third eye and the judgment bandage, uh, and then the rock and roll clown and the mothman popping out. Rock and roll clown, kind of, kind of little, I... I was thinking Dr. Robotnik for a second there, but I think that's the clown hair. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> there you go. That's a rock and roll cloud. Oh, man. The, uh, yeah, so I can't wait to get this framed. I never thought I would ever be close to Hunter Jackson's work outside of visiting him at his apartment <laughs> and seeing it on the wall. So I just, it floors me. So grateful. So very cool and legal, as they say. Uh, but yes, let's uh, let's figure out the 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 numbers on these goats. What's uh, what do yeah, you got? I got it. Okay, I'm gonna put it in the computer. I got a couple things. Okay, uh, mm -hmm. working. All right, thirteen. Looks like number thirteen. Oh, so the number of the goat. So Satan-y. And that was all Pizar. Uh, yeah, looks like looks that way. God, that man is a maniac. The goat a... goat slaughtering maniac. Man, gotta keep him away from my friends who have goats. <laughs> they're getting they you know what they have they have webcams for their goats now you know they put the webcams in the barn if they see pitar coming in they just call the police they don't even fuck around mm -mm. 500 yards <laughs> i guess that's a, that's a little far <laughs> 500 feet <laughs> they got permanent watchtowers <laughs> yeah you gotta watch out for them that's the sound the alarm makes <laughs> uh, Bully Steed was doing her best to put a goat back together during intermission. She said, uh, well, let me, um, we should back up because she was responding to Lavish 
who was boosting the GIMP a couple of times, uh, through Fountain for 8888 saying, enter Gibson, and I want to hook a car battery to Bill Gates' balls. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And uh, getting on there. Yeah, dude, you know what that would sound like, right? Uh, and then Bully Steve was responding with, uh, has jumper cables and knows how to use them. Wow. Mm. <laughs> Spicy. Is that that's the... a funny, funny sounding zap there? There we go. That's a little better one. I like that one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep that in the queue. Uh, Fletcher says ninety nine ninety nine saying, "What happens when the stream ends?" Yeah, along with a link. Well, I'm off to inject potentially lethal drugs into my subordinate spine. I trust you are spending your day in a similar way. Oh wow. <laughs> You know, if it were not for this continuous stream, we would collapse. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what's going to happen. Oh, won't be pretty. Man. The, uh, well, I do have something to respond with that. Do you like my glowing green balls? <laughs> yes. Analysis complete. We do. <laughs> Fact check. True. Uh, yes. Another ninety nine ninety nine from Fletcher saying, "Yay!" opens his mouth, and everyone goes along with another. Go all ape shit, throwing poop at the walls. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. they do. <laughs> Go. And then uh, we had one more. Oh, two more. Uh, this one. The we had one during intermission from Lavish eighty eight eighty eight boosting the gimp, saying the gimp wants it. Do you think that gimp wants it, April Kirby? Yes. Yes. Uh, and then, hey, man, Bully Steed putting another goat back together. Years from now, we will look at this time as magical. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then uh, that last gimp boost was from Lavish saying it's Frankenstein. Yes, it's Frankenstein. Ha! Yes. <laughs> Damn. Well, thank you, everybody. We really appreciate it. This is the way... You make the radio that you want to hear. Uh, if you want to produce public radio, I suggest that you check out any of the plethora of shows that hang out around the No Agenda stream, including Rare Encounter, including Behind yeah. the Schemes, Hog Story, Bowl After yeah. Bowl. Um, I won't do the list thing. I just started it. I'm going to stop it immediately, but you know where to go. Uh, produce, some, produce some entertainment. It'll be good for you. Yes. Yes. Ah, shit, yes. Um, let's, uh, we got, we got a scream and then let's get back into some topics. Sound good? Yeah, sounds great. So I'm pretty sure people are going to develop gills. So what are we going to need forks for? Thank you. <laughs> you know, I think we can just drop the forks. There we go. That's my fork. <laughs> so handy to have forks on hand. I'm just putting it down. There we go. Are you forking picking up what I'm putting down? Yeah. I, too, also feel that uh, everything just goes round and round and round and round, and we will end up devolving back into some, like, gilly fish freak people. <laughs> yeah, like uh, hairless, um, just really smooth, you know, bisexual things that float around in the pond. Emphasis on the bisexual part. <laughs> we're, we're gonna, 
you know, we're, our our volume uh, will we'll no longer be spherically volume. We'll we'll have to turn into like these really long, lanky strands, like noodle people. We're gonna turn into noodle people. We are gonna. We are that well, way. Our volume. Well our on volume. our way. <laughs> cylinder people. <laughs> yeah, cylinder people. And then the men of the future, they'll be up on their boat and they'll look at us and say, "Let's fucking hook that shit, and we'll be on the fucking news, man." <laughs> <laughs> I should have been drinking there. <laughs> oh, it's a good day. It's a good night. Oh, no <laughs> doubt. This three dollar wine's you know going for me. You know, so. Well, let's um let's get into uh this recent crypto bro uh, that's passed away. All right, I hopped right into it. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, this guy uh, turns out he was in he was hopping into stuff as well, mostly. The, uh, the coastline of Puerto Rico, and allegedly, legend has it in Minecraft, he was pulled out on a riptide and uh, sadly ended up passing away out there in the water. And the cops had found him, it wasn't all that long ago, it was like three, four days ago. Hmm. Uh, but this guy's name was Nikolai Mushigan. And uh, I did have this Joe Rogan clip that kind of got into the details of the death, but, you know, I'm not really... It's not really what we're here to focus on, uh, and plus we gotta. I think we gotta kind of speed it up just a little bit. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, this guy is fairly interesting. His website. I don't really understand much of uh, of his uh, resume because uh, I'm just I'm not that deep. But I did recognize under his inspirations that he listed Temple OS as one of his uh, as one of his inspirations. Quote: A modern eighty six uh, uh, Commodore sixty four, six forty by four eighty resolution, sixteen color display, designed according to explicit instructions from God. Yes, God spoke, and he said, "Only one graphics mode, and here are the specs." <laughs> It was a message 640 by 480 and nothing else now nikolai uh rose to fame for his actions to prevent the catastrophic uh, catastrophic hack of maker dow um which i was not familiar with maker dow before looking into this and i will say mmo and uh obdm actually both i got double hagen dost on this <laughs> uh-oh um, but I found there was some other information that I think was gleaned over and, uh, and we got that good shit, man. Um, but regardless, uh, recently he had made this tweet, CIA and Mossad and pedo elite are running some kind of sex trafficking entrapment blackmail ring out of Puerto Rico and Caribbean islands. They are going to frame me with a laptop planted by my ex-girlfriend who was a spy. They will torture me to death. Uh, that was October 28th of 2022. And I believe he died the following day or the day after. Uh, uh, a little spooky, you know, a little sus, as the kids say. Uh, yeah, Susp uh, untimely and suspicious death on October 28th. Uh, interesting. Um, I will state that Wikispooks listed him under, and I was not familiar with this term, so check this out. Uh, they have an entry at Wikispooks uh, Wiki called VI Pedophile, like VIP Pedophile. And it's this whole entry on the uh, alleged, legend has it, in Minecraft, sexual trafficking of people 
uh, done by the elites in power, which of course is a crazy conspiracy, and nothing like that ever happened. Uh, uh, so such a shame. All this, you know, for a shit coin. The um, I do have a clip about Maker Dow specifically on, and uh, it's related to Ethereum. So it was like they were generating tokens that were backed by Ethereum, and then they were spending the Maker da- or the Dai coins is what they were called. Mm-hmm. It it kind of it kind of struck me as the same sort of vein as Satoshi's and Bitcoin, except it's two different entities rather it, rather than it being the same sort of thing. Um, but I, I really know nothing about shit coins. I just don't have the <laughs> time or the fortitude. Yeah, it's, there's a lot to there's a lot to learn about, and most of it's really bad. You know, there's two kinds of crypto. If you ask me, there's two kinds of crypto. There's Bitcoin and there's shitcoin. Mm-hmm. And uh, the what you can say is that it would be impossible to kill the uh, the CEO of Bitcoin since there is none. There's no single person who you can attribute it to. I mean, we have this uh, character, Satoshi Nakamoto, may be fiction or may may not be. Maybe a uh, group of people. Maybe a group of people, but you can't, you know, you can't take that person and have them die in a riptide. Um, All of these other, you know, going to FTX, I don't know if you want to even go into that, but even back to Luna, like before FTX, there was Luna and it did the same shit. And the history of shitcoins is the history of people on Wall Street. Basically, it's the same Wall Street guys who have been trying to run Ponzi's, legal Ponzi schemes for the last 30 years, 50 years. Um, how close can we get to a Ponzi scheme without getting busted? Well, that's the name of the game. And they found a little unregulated space where they can run basically the same shitty plans, the same playbook that they've been running on Wall Street, and they run it with shitcoin now. And... So you you can even follow it. It's like they'll find some guy like they had for Luna. I think it was some Korean guy who they hyped up. He's the new genius. He's, he understands despite the fact he's just a newly graduated student and uh, he doesn't know anything about the world. He's the new uh, smartest guy who's going to teach you about how uh, how monetary systems can work to make you rich. And they hype him up and they're connected. So they get the interviews. They get the placement in the magazines and the you know, FTX was a way more prominent. It was a much more egregious example because they got celebrity endorsements and all this shit. But they bought their way in. Uh, but Luna did the same thing to an extent, a smaller extent. And uh, turns out it was just a Ponzi scheme. It was we issued our coin and then we used it to stake uh, some, I think it was Tether was uh, was pegged to the dollar. But they would use Luna to make up the difference when it wasn't to balance their books. And then one day the bubble popped and... Uh, and everyone lost their money. And it said, hey, what happened to Luna? Well, you know, it was just like a pop. <laughs> How can this you know? happen? <laughs> and there's one guy riding off. Yeehaw! Yeah, and then he's just got all the... And so, you know, the same story with Luna. Uh, that guy, uh, there was an arrest made in that case, I think, too. And the same thing with FTX. It's just, how close can we get to a Ponzi scheme without actually getting busted? In some cases, they get they fly too close to the sun. But pretty much every shitcoin uh, has... The IPO is sort of the key event in its life where you find out there's a number of people who have a stash of these tokens, and then they promise the token's worth something, and what they're really doing is if they can convince you it's worth something is they're enriching themselves. So, What you can say about Bitcoin is that didn't happen, uh, or at least it hasn't happened on, in the same way. So, I don't know. That's my take on most of these things. 
So I I can't say anything about the guy who died. I mean, um, I wasn't really aware of him. I don't know anything about it. But unfortunately, it sounds like he was a shitcoin guy. So it doesn't doesn't strike me as the uh, the top of the target list for Mossad. But I don't know. Maybe it is. Well, we'll uh, we'll we'll come back to re-examine that um, after we take a, a listen to some of the tweets and other th- things that he was posting. Um, it is a little ironic that his handle on Twitter was called at delete underscore shitcoin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so a little uh, self-referential humor. Yeah, Irre- I see they're they're calling him a visionary, and that kind of New York Post calls him a visionary. That tells me everything I need to know because New York Post doesn't know shit about this. They they got the word visionary from someone else, and they ran with it. Mm-hmm. So it means he has a promotion. Uh, uh, team behind him and uh, it's he's already kind of getting the quasi hit pieces laid out for him uh the new york post had some <laughs> well-positioned uh quotes uh uh for this one uh like this one for example quote he had mental problems said the source who spoke on condition of anonymity quote he saw a psychiatrist at times he smoked a lot of pot a tremendous amount um a person who knew Michigan uh, very well for years until they had a falling out uh, two years ago said that the developer was, quote, very, very smart, uh, but also suffered from extreme bouts of paranoia. At the same time, the source said that he was in communication with federal agencies, possibly including the CIA, uh, possibly including, uh, but did not elaborate further. Uh, he had mental problems, said the source, who spoke on the... Con- uh, I just read that part. Um, Mm -hmm. the source described him as a loner, uh, who lived alone with his dog, um, after he had the breakup with his girlfriend that he called a spy, and, uh, another source said that there was no way that his ex-girlfriend was a spy. (laughs) The the New York Post reached out for comment and heard nothing back. (laughs) So, yeah, so it's an, it's a, you know, imagine writing a biography of someone in this way. Where you just talk to one person and you got a non-answer and... You can't even name the person. This is the record of his life. (laughs) It's all we could find. Sorry. You know, it's this this would be a sham if you were trying to seriously understand who this person was. If this is your research, what you've discovered is you know nothing. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm uncompelled by these sources to conclude anything. They they do go on further to reference Terry Davis, uh, which I thought yes. was interesting. I like Terry Davis though. Terry, I like Terry Davis was a good, uh, interesting fellow. I'll say. Um, I yeah. Da, 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 da. Where did I go? Terry A. Davis once called God's lonely programmer in his writings. Uh, he also had a LinkedIn profile. Apparently, oh, Davis, Michigan. who created the complex entire operating system Temple OS by himself, had a small cult following and i think he means they mean cult following in the good way i'm gonna i'm gonna reinterpret it that for myself but also suffered from serious mental health issues including schizophrenia which i think is also true yeah no doubt um i actually found a odyssey stream it's a 24 7 terry davis uh streams i'm sitting there <laughs> surfing on twitter or coding <laughs> you know i i like terry davis um back in that era there was a couple weirdo youtube personalities i used to follow um you know i was following people back when i actually paid attention to youtube i followed like some flat earther types um i followed like three different guys who thought they were jesus oh nice and you know 
I'm sitting there saying, sitting man, all, you can't all, you, can't, you guys, you can't all be right. You know, uh, <laughs> there was a Domino's pizza guy who would like feel up women in a park and made videos about it. And it was like, it was absolutely bonkers. Like he would be going around free massage and, uh, and it would be like, if there was a guy, he'd be like doing a massage on her, but every on him, but it, he would find like in Central Park in New York, random people who would let him touch them. And he'd he'd film it and then put these videos up of him doing like what he called Chinese medicine, but he was basically groping people. And it was uh, it was a very surreal video stream, and he got taken down. You know, it, it was like the. One of the weirdest things I've ever seen on YouTube. And then w what happened was he got taken down and then he had a cult following of people who just wanted to, uh, they just wanted his services. So then he had another uh, channel that got put up and it was just like people who were super into the idea of him touching them. <laughs> and so if this is making you uncomfortable, then uh, welcome to my reality. <laughs> this but I found this guy fascinating. He was, he was a Domino's pizza delivery guy. Like during the day, and so he's walking around New Central Park in New York with his like Domino's pizza, you know, uniform on, um, asking people if they want to be, if he wants, uh, if they want a little gropey action. It was fantastic for a YouTube channel. Oh, they don't make them like that anymore. They do not, no. <laughs> um, I should also state that there's been a string of mysterious deaths uh, with Crypto Bros. There was the Russian guy who died in a um, helicopter crash. Yeah, I heard about that. Uh, there was a gentleman last year who had billions in a Bitcoin wallet that is now permalocked until someone finds the uh, the phrase. Uh, there was another gentleman who passed away in his sleep. Uh, just It kind of reminds me of the string of uh, mysterious banker deaths. There's a ton, a ton of high-profile uh, bank executives that kept dying, just one after the other. Um, but let's uh, let's get into a clip here. I, well, let me ask: Do you have any interest in in hearing what Maker Dow is about? I yeah. Let's find out. Is it better than the only question I have is: Is it better than anonymous sources who say nothing? Uh, yeah, yeah. I right. I would say so. Let's let maybe this will compensate. Let's do it. MakerDAO is exactly what it sounds like. It's a DAO or a decentralized autonomous organization. And its purpose is to make DAI. DAI is a digital dollar backed by locked up crypto assets like ETH, BAT, WBTC, KNC, and more. And what Maker figured out years ahead of the explosive rise of DeFi is that a stable coin could be established by incentivizing locking up more value in what was once called a CDP, or a collateralized debt position. Now today, CDPs are called vaults. But if you think about it, a stablecoin is normally backed by dollars. But in crypto, we have these hugely volatile assets. So how do you do it? Well, here's how it works. Say I own ETH, and I believe the value of ETH will continue to rise over time. Now, I don't sell ETH because I believe it's a store of value, like BTC or gold. But if I can borrow against the value of ETH in DAI, then I can have the best of both worlds. I can remain exposed to the upside of ETH long term while spending less of that value in the short term with DAI. While I've minted or borrowed that DAI, I pay an interest rate just like you would borrowing from a bank, but it's all automated by the code in Maker. In MakerDAO, you can deposit and lock up your ETH as well as other popular liquid crypto assets. And in exchange, you can borrow up to 66% 
of every dollar you deposit. And this means if you deposit $100 worth of ETH, you can borrow up to 66 DAI, but the code ensures I keep my word of maintaining that loan or else I will be liquidated by Maker. If I don't hold up my end of the bargain, my ETH is then auctioned to others in the Maker community willing to buy it so that Maker can remain solvent and pay back my owed debt. And the key takeaway here is, MakerDAO remains one of the most successful DeFi projects built on Ethereum with just under $200 billion in TVL, while nearly 900 million DAI have been minted to date. Unlike your fiat, DAI is digitally scarce and it's traceable on the Ethereum blockchain. But because MakerDAO uses game theory to incentivize borrowers to lock up their valued collateral in exchange for an over-collateralized digital dollar, DAI has effectively become one of the most trusted trustless digital forms of money. Despite the volatile markets over the last few years, including a 95% drawdown in the price of ETH from all-time highs, DAIs pegged to the US dollar held. And that's a testament to some of the best incentive design in the DeFi game. I guess people are into it. I mean, it's not anything that I'm gonna jump out uh, to do immediately by any means. I'm disappointed. I think the imagination's just not there. They basically said, hey, let's do uh, the same shit that we've been doing on Wall Street. And make, like, you know what a cool um, autonomous organization would be? If you got self, like, I'm, when I hear that, you know, there's the, the whole horizon is open for some wild ideas to happen. You know, you could have a, if you had a self-driving car, right? And the self-driving car was managing itself. It was buying its own power to charge it was paying for its own repairs you know hiring companies to build a rep to build new cars you know basically skynet sorts of shit it seems more interesting but this this just seems like it's a uh it's just another financial vehicle to uh get people to put their money in and then someone else is taking the money out and i i just have a firm belief in some of these that uh the Someone is making money and it's not the pedestrians. <laughs> yeah. And if the only reason that they're promoted and that uh, they show up is because someone else is making money off them and it ain't you. Yeah, this guy was kind of a high roller. He, uh, he had granted Carnegie Mellon a $1.4 million donation, uh, dollar donation to the school. And I, I think it was for DeFi research. I also didn't know what DeFi was before... Uh, I sat down for this stuff. Yeah, it's such a dirty word. Uh, Spencer and I used to talk about it once in a while, and it's uh, it's really scammy. You know, it's DeFi is kind of code for Wall Street shenanigans. It's the same playbook, and and I don't mean to to run on the Bitcoin's great and everything else is a shitcoin too much. I mean, I said that already, but it is kind of fun to watch all of these kind of scams break against the rocks of bitcoin because you can't print more bitcoin you can't you know if you have the keys they can't take it away from you and all these other vehicles which are basically adaptations of wall street bullshit they're trying to fit into a uh they're trying to fit into an ico or find some way to hide the fact that they're just taking the money um and i i do believe well, there's probably some that are honest but uh, you know people who are genuinely trying to make the world a better place but um, for the most part, the ones that seem to surface are the ones that get promoted because there's someone making cash off it. You know? Anyway, it's kind of fun to see these same scams crash against the rocks of Bitcoin because you can't over leverage it. You know, you can't do this, these sorts of borrowing and lending things that uh, 
that always end up in tragedy. And there's no cults of personality at the heart of it either. Like your Sam Bankman Freeds and so on and so yeah. forth. I mean, I mean, like the, the, the very, very central, uh, like the core of the wall street bullshit was always like, Oh, well, I'm going to, I'm going to write myself a, a loan somehow, you know, through one organization to the other. And so the money will show up in my account, um, in two business days, but it won't be withdrawn from the other account for five business days because of some bullshit. And so then that means I can just do it like four times in a row. Now I'm four times leveraged and I can then buy, you know, uh, some company and then liquidate it and use it to pay, pay off the debt myself. You know, there's all this, all this action, which is really just an accounting trick um seems to drive a lot of the the undesirable things that are coming out of the financial systems in the world you know it's it's we found a sleight of hand that makes us rich and uh we took the money from you and so i don't know i i'm very bitter on this can you tell <laughs> yeah man hey you know whoever whoever controls the books is the one cooking yeah yeah you know? yes yes yes, yes. <laughs> Um, maybe Sorry, I don't mean to rant. All right. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm like a little pressure valve. Just like, psst, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, well maybe, maybe this next clip will, uh, pique your interest. Perhaps maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Um, there was a name that came up in this particular video that I was not expecting to hear. Let's see if you can pick it out. So Nikolai had been working on quite a lot prior to his death. He had been, again, involved with MakerDAO, although he had stopped contributing back in 2018. As it says here, he worked on Maker from 2015 to 2018. He was actually the technical co-founder. So the founder of Maker die maker dial which was a project that was in development even before ethereum came out they were basically ready to launch on ethereum when ethereum finally released but he was he was on there since the beginning as you can see here being the technical lead behind maker dial with rune christensen at the head he was he worked on balancer one of the most popular DeFi applications also of all time uh he worked on BitShares, which was the predecessor of Steemit that eventually became Hive. <clears throat> it was uh, basically the first kinds of stable coins, the first kind of ah. decentralized exchange that we saw really available. I was not expecting him to say Hive in this video. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hive is an interesting one. Hive is one that I've never um, grokked. And it's a, it's a shit coin that for some reason doesn't leave a bad taste in my mouth. Um, and I think it's, it may be because I've never seen it used for any of these uh, financial things. It seems like the main use that I see for Hive is people putting job, um, JSON on the blockchain. Oh, yeah. Say, oh, that's kind of cool. I don't know. I, I still don't understand how it works. I know nothing about Hive uh, other than it's used for pod ping. But uh, I've, I do have a Hive. Um, I have some Hive power. I have attempted to put uh json on a blockchain and uh so far i'm still trying but my so. only interaction with hive is through podping.watch which is the feed that stays constantly updated with all the new shows that pop up uh that are podcasts specifically using podping um i had an account i think i lost my keys <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so but i i had zero um investment in it i just you know i'm such a you know there, there's a lot of things to chew on 
when it comes to uh, just Bitcoin and the uh, technology and making the show work. And there's just not enough hours in the day to learn everything yet. Mm. Um, so I thought that was interesting that uh, he was loosely associated with Hive. Uh, like he said in the video, um, it was this it was two different things before it eventually became Hive. I don't know what the history is there. I didn't check to see if any of the Hive people that I do follow make any mention of this guy's passing. Mm -hmm. um, it's just interesting that this guy is like, you know, four or five degrees of separation. It's not really that far out. Who is the, uh, the guy from Ethereum that they mentioned? Ryan Christensen, I think was his name. Ryan Christensen. He was quoted a couple of times in these uh, these articles that I have linked. I just don't know where it was. I definitely saw his name though. Um, funny enough, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what he had to do with with ETH. Um, I met one of the founders from Ethereum. Um, I used to go drinking with him <laughs> to, to tell stories on the show. I don't know. Is this my venue for letting all this shit out? Uh, because his uh, girlfriend, now wife, worked at Applebee's, uh, and uh, he was in a math applied math program PhD at uh, uh, UC Denver, and I was taking classes there at the time, so we'd like talk. And I, uh, he was a cool guy, and he was talking about uh, Cardano. It was uh, Charles Hoskinson uh, who went on to found Cardano, but he was talking about ETH and the cult of personality around it, and. Um, most of what I understand about uh, cryptocurrencies came from basically him, him teaching me, which is kind of cool because he was doing. Uh, I was teaching him about uh, like radar and stuff like that. That he was he'd teach me about uh, cryptocurrencies, but a lot of it was just his opinions on who was a scammer or who uh, who was just a. Uh, I shouldn't I shouldn't defame anyone. I don't know. I I don't know if uh, he was saying something in jest or if he. Uh, really meant it. I mean, we were just drinking at a bar, so I shouldn't, uh, I won't repeat anything that he said. <laughs> it could easily go either way. <laughs> it could go either way. He could have really meant it, or it could have been just like, ah, that fucking guy, ah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you never really know. But, but Charles, actually, I've seen him defamed in a couple of places, including um, some people who I uh, respect inside the, uh, the crypto news have said some nasty things about him, which just don't square with me. Um, you know, like the personal attacks against him, I I think he actually had a a, a serious um, desire to do some good in the world, and he was one of those types. So, unfortunately, I don't know how ADA is going. The only reason I own ADA is because I met him too. So it's uh, BTC price, I guess. I don't think it was trading very well, um, but it doesn't matter. You know, I don't. I, I really, you know, I have no connection to, to this Nikolai character. I just, there's something about it that I, I kind of get that same sensation that he was someone um, that was trying to strike out and do something a little different to sh shake things up. And we'll, we'll, we're coming up on his, uh, his tweets there. The, the one thing that stood out to me is... Um, he had actually went to some random chatbot on the AI, some AI chatbot. I'm not like super huge into the chatbot stuff. I've never done it. But this one, it stood out to me because he gave it a prompt saying uh, how to escape the central banking cartels debt slavery. Step one. And then the bot responded with uh, uh, 
Don't borrow money from the central banking cartel. Step two, don't buy their debt. Step three, don't use their currency. Step four, don't pay their taxes. <laughs> Step five, don't work for them. Step six, don't vote for them. Step seven, don't support them. Step eight, don't allow them to use your property. Step nine, don't allow them to control your life. Step 10, don't allow them to dictate your life. And finally, step 11, don't allow them to exist. Yeah, if they, uh, if they approach you, you just look them square in the eye and say, All right, no, I don't want to do this, guys! That's all you have to do. <laughs> in that tone, specifically. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I definitely got a kick out of that one. I, I really appreciated what the what he and the bot were laying down there it's very much merlin uh the end of the movie i pulled the clip not going to play it i think we've done it on the show before but they they defeat the witch by turning their back on her so good i love Mm. it um let's get into some of these suspicious tweets that he's had uh i called this quit uh this clip sus tweets and karma treats Anyway, he had a few tweets leading up to that uh, tweet that we looked at before. and That was the CIA Mossad uh, tweet that we referenced at the very beginning there. And uh-huh. it did seem like some of his writing was getting kind of strange. Uh, here's one on September 4th. Sunday night, conditions met. Surprise discovery, new opportunity. Now all in on timeline shifting insanity index. Quantum immortality, but for human civilization, a bet that there is no future where negative sum banker global slave agenda doesn't end in extinction. <laughs> I love it. Wish me luck. And yes. then cryptically posted this, if it wasn't cryptic enough. Three possible futures for me, he wrote. One, suicided by CIA. Two, CIA brain damage slave asset. Or three, Worst nightmare of people who effed me up until now. I'm sure these are the only options. So basically three, he wins in his fight against them or he gets killed by them or becomes some sort of brain slave to them. So this was over a month, almost two months before his untimely demise. And then he tweeted this uh, about a month later, September 24th, imagine how evil someone has to be to transform me from an anti-state crypto anarchist of 12 years to someone who prays to God to guide the top of the food chain, national security feds, and their ancient karmic laws of banking handlers to come demolish this Illuminati role play circle jerk. Uh, Notice how little punctuation there is, unfortunately, there, and how it just seems almost like a strange rant. Mm, schizo oh. posting. <laughs> no. Oh. Yes. Yes. Uh, I do love that little karmic drop that he uh, put there. It was very nice. I did catch that. Yeah. Um, and my general interpretation of that is uh, there's a. There's a belief system out there that those who would have control of the numbers, for example, they have to out, uh, outwardly state what they are going to do to allow uh, kar- karmic judgment to wash uh, or to pass by them. Uh, basically, we give them uninformed consent to, to run these schemes on us. Yes. Um, the. Uh, I have another one of his tweets here, uh, Debt and Blackmail. This one said, loaded up, um, 
Reiterating, the freaks we are fighting use two primary mechanics. Number one, debt. Number two, blackmail. They complement each other, and they have the ratcheting effect for building power. Their problem is that they have used these successfully for so long, they forgot to learn how to do anything else. And this next one I especially stands out because I've, I've heard this mentioned before that the so-called elites are incapable of actually creating anything on their own so that they have to consume the artistic output of the plebs in order to turn it into their own that they then make profit off of. Uh. The art of selling out, as it's called. Um, but anyways, he said, they can't make anything, they can only steal, and you can tell when it's stolen because it is a husk within glaring flaw- uh, with glaring flaws. They literally cannot invent a single thing, no matter the size of their advantage. It is bizarre. Almost supernatural. Oh, spooky. Um, this next clip uh, gets into a topic I have covered at length. I've brought several stories that reference uh, gang stalking, and it sounds like Nikolai might have been experiencing a little bit himself. And someone had actually even found a picture, which unfortunately I couldn't find right now before this. I saw it a while ago, but I couldn't pull it back up of how he had claimed the CIA had uh, infiltrated his house and tried to take down his security systems uh, and pulled it out of a wall. He had posted a picture of uh, what looked like to be some sort of damage. So I guess it is possible someone was going after him, although we... I. I I'm not entirely sure what's going on here. Uh, Kevin Swenson had his own uh, suspicions here. RIP, the author of this tweet is now dead. Also, intelligence agencies can now detect your brainwave signature at a distance remotely and extract neural data. But that's a topic that won't be discussed by the public for another decade or more. Yeah, I've seen no proof that they're in fact using that. But I've always heard like intelligence agencies generally have technology that's 20 30 years ahead of what the public has heard about or is available commercially or something like that. So I guess uh, it's somewhat possible. Mm, yet these advertisement algos got you figured out down to a T. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah. Um, so that does it for the clips. Uh, he was posting some uh, Temple OS screenshots, uh, Ecclesiastics 815. Uh, that was included on the the thread of the uh, three possible, oh, excuse me, the debt, no, shit. Which one was it? The three possible futures outcome. Um, this particular thread stood out uh, mostly because he, not only was he dropping a bunch of um, old Terry Davis screen caps, mm-hmm. but um, I ended up stumbling into his GitHub of all places. Now, I don't even have a GitHub account. Uh, but I, I'm starting. I'm starting to understand like how to navigate around in there. I'm a little proud of myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he had this super bizarre rep- uh, repository called uh, Pleroma, and inside of there is just a, a it's a string of it's, it's almost like a poem. Um, I've got a link there if you want to check it out. Pleroma is um, a reference. I'm, I'm asking is. To the um, Fediverse uh, server called Pleroma. You know, I thought the same thing, but it turns out that it's uh, it actually uh, has a, a a background in Gnosticism. Uh, really? Yeah, I've got a. This is gotquestions.org. <laughs> if, right. you, if you believe them, uh, Pleroma is a Greek word that has to do with filling or being full or completing or being complete. 
The word in various conju- uh, conjugations is common in the New Testament and is used in a variety of contexts. Matthew 1, uh, chapter 1, verse 22, it is translated to, quote, fulfill prophecy. And in Matthew 13, 48, it is used to describe a net full of, uh, full of fish. Um, and the sound of rushing wind filling a house. And in Acts 2, 28, Peter quotes David as being full of gladness, almost like the force. Um, it binds us, it surrounds us, it penetrates us. <laughs> it gets that penetration pay. <laughs> in, uh, in Gnostic writings, the pleroma takes on a technical meaning. The pleroma is that spiritual perfection that is in contrast to physical deficiency. Gnostics believe that matter was evil. In Gnosticism, the pleroma descended upon Christ at his baptism and left him at the crucifixion before his death. Gnostics also hope to be able to experience the pleroma themselves as they progress in Gnostic teaching. And, you know, this, uh, it's weird because the, um, this little repo, it had another link in it and it was a Bitcoin transaction. Um, what's on chain.com it takes you straight there. So, and it's a couple of years old, I think 2019. So here's this just random repo sitting here. It's linking to a Bitcoin exchange, and uh, it's not a manifesto. I, I think this is like this is kind of like a loosely, um, like a loose poem. It's poetry. So what's on chain got to do? Is it Tina Turner poetry? That's what comes to mind. <laughs> uh, here's some. Here's what's some- on chain. Uh, make no mistake that I am here because of evil people. They will be known when they uh, drag me to the stage. I can see that you can see me. All of eternity has come together to induce a spark in your mind at this exact moment. I know what you know, and I know that you have no choice, and I know that uh, that you know where each choice leads. Ooh. You think you know what I know, but you do not and will not know until your choices are played out in a fake reality I have built as a trap for you. Uh oh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's uh it's not all that long. It's it's uh, saved as a PDF in case someone ever comes along and deletes it. What is the deal with this transaction ID? I don't I'm know. Looking at it, fee paid, so it's just some there's a lot of confirmations on that. What's on chain? Who's on first? I don't I'm not sure what's how to a, see what's on second. And so I see the fee that they had to pay, but I don't see the um I guess this uh, the amount of Bitcoin block detail script. One input was um, da, 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 uh, th- yeah, it's this this one right here. Ah, I can't pull it up. It's not cooperating. Mm. Yeah. So I, if um, there's so many more people, <laughs> they're way more knowledgeable. Um, oh. It's here. Uh, check it out. He's got some other um, repos of like uh, sigils that he had been drawing. There's a there's one for the magician. The show art for this chapter is actually going to be one of his drawings. Um, pretty neat stuff. He was also tweeting about being gang stalked, which I think should be pointed out. Genius gets gang stalked and set up with legal traps for the rest of their life as they venture too oh. close to energy banking and genetics. Uh, should have stuck with programming languages. Oh. I hope you don't mind the sound effects. I was trying to figure out what was going on there. No, I was, uh, just got in the mood for it. <laughs> I like it. It's kind of, you kind of sound like, like you're a, uh, like a slinky. Like a slinky. Yeah, slinky microphone. 
Um, <laughs> Slinky microphone. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's all I got on Nikolai here. Um, mm. I don't. Uh, he doesn't necessarily strike me as a like supreme scumbag like others that have been in the news recently. Um, so I've got my takeaway. What's that? The guy. The guy was on vacation and he died in an accident. Mm. This is very. Like, after considering everything I've been told, I'm I'm taking the uh, the uh, more uh, the less fantastic view. And sometimes the easiest is uh, probably the most correct. Yep. Um, well, I got I'm, my phone. Could it, should I should I dial a phone number? <laughs> I should check here. I should check here. We don't have any other screen mail, so I think that uh, I think that wraps it. Okay. Check us uh, check us back out next week if you want. We'll be live at badradio.live, 7.30, 9.30, 10.30 Eastern. And then you guys, Rare Encounter, rareencounter.net, 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern. Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Oh. Got anything you want to tease? Uh, rareencounter.net. Check it out. Uh, you can find all the information about the chat room the uh the schedule and we do a little pre-show before the show if you uh tune in you can listen to some some music but that's it nice yeah it's a great show i thoroughly enjoy it (laughs) i'm glad someone does (laughs) hey we got some clown stuff i got some tinky winky uh tell sexy teletubbies oh i got some i've got the pet harmonizer Uh. for that (laughs) we're gonna talk about some texas food you don't know about texas food uh, I, I'm about to find out, I think. Yeah. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Hello? But yeah, uh, swing by zososcorner.substack.com. Come hang out, spook.social. Love to see you there. Uh, most importantly, IRC is where it's at. Hashtag green room. Come and get some. Yeah. And I'm going to go and get all I can until next time. This has been Booberry, Black Knight of the Mothman. I've been experiencing this pleroma right now. I think it's time for me to go uh, get taken by the wind. Abel Kirby. It's so fuzzy! <laughs> I'm soft! I feel my pockets with their livers! Don't touch this, Georgia! Unless he asks. Testicles received. You have to get behind the scheme. That's right. I'm going to send you to the shower realm. Yo, I got to start smoking. Damn, I mean, is there anything more sus? Green room, where all the schemes go down. Absolutely eliminated. Yeah, this makes the big holes. I like big holes. This is Behind the Schemes. The esoterica of your dreams.
Wow.